the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Someday we'll have to do more words for that song and have Ethan sing it as Macho Man. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Robert. I still like this Christmas album he did. It's strong. I got a gift for you. It's up in your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nerdables. This week we are talking over the week's news and maybe talk a little bit about what we saw at Comic-Con. As you can tell, we're prepared. <laughs> So, uh, what was in this week's news besides long show? Besides the fact that uh, the Star Wars toys got leaked, did you see them? The Force Fridays didn't bother. Yeah, Hmm. it was just the three and three quarter. Well, put it this way: I still haven't seen trailers from Comic Con, so I'm not really. Nope. Did you see that? Everybody is so upset that they won't release the Infinity War. Even Stan Lee said that it's time to put it up. Yeah, but Stan Lee doesn't remember that it actually exists. (laughs) Right. He's thinking the trailer for the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Wait, was I in that one? Excelsior, people. Well, I love the fact that everyone was so surprised he was there. He didn't say he was not going to do Southern California shows. He said last year was his last show. It was his last show in Toronto. It was his last show in right. New York. It was his last show in Boston. He's not traveling anymore. I was actually surprised he was there only because of his wife's death the week He's, and a half before. Got to get back on the horse, right? <laughs> It's routine for him. It's a, and it's not like she traveled with him. So right. For that, it was probably something comforting. And it was probably something that he was already contracted for beforehand. I'm pretty would, sure they would let him. Yeah, out they of his would contract. let him out of his contract for that. I, I think you're right though. It's it's something that it's familiar and comforting. Yeah. And being around fans, is allowing help. him to get out of. I just hope there wasn't anything weird. Someone's like, I'm so sorry about your wife. Yeah. You know, I was I lost my <laughs> wife. I was like, and you just wanted to, someone behind Stanley going, dude, shut up. Yeah. All right. Just just move on. You know, if you <laughs> offer your condolences or something, you're like, "I'm so sorry," or my condolences on her passing, and then go Walk through. Away, yeah. Whatever. I don't even know if he was signing because that this, that Stanley Collectibles booth that used to have a ton of trades in front of it is just all Stanley crap. Right. And it, mm. they did say, uh, and "Leave the your prices stuff." Went way up. Yeah. They said, "Leave your stuff with us, and we'll get it signed for you." I have a feeling he's not meeting a lot of fans anymore. Also, well, because the... anyone anyone has a cold that meets him that could yeah. kill him. Right. Yeah. Well, what's it called when I when I went to Although do you the, went to that party the week before or the day before when I did that the Tuesday. pro photos with the Green Ranger? He was also doing the photos there too, Stanley, and he was charging hundred twenty dollars for a photo. Who <laughs> Stanley? Yeah, it's funny. Speaking about things, how much sick. did the Green Ranger charge you? Forty. That's not that I bad. It was fifty. I, I thought it was higher for the autograph. It was fifty. That's so ninety picture, total. Yeah. So to get a picture, it was forty. To get his autograph, it was fifty, mm-hmm. and you had to spend ten dollars at Boom. Yes, so a hundred bucks. So you spent a hundred bucks for a picture and a. Well, yeah, but that's the only Ranger anybody cares about. Like you said, the other two Rangers were standing at. <laughs> well, everybody Boom. wants the pink Ranger well, because the, they can't get her. Well, also the fact that he never came out for the last three years anywhere on the West Coast. So this was the first time he's. Wasn't been wasn't the guy in Arizona after him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one in He's probably making yeah. a West Coast swing now. Every year at Comic Con, I get te- deathly sick when I come back, and but again, I still don't understand. I I think None I figured of the rest it out. Of us well, get sick. because I was in one of the booth of deaths this year, and somebody just kept coughing and sneezing. Oh no, that's me. what it is. I mean, everyone. A lot of people talk about con cards. Yeah. Yes, you have a large number of people, and usually half of them are sick because they don't take care of themselves. But I'm like, I've I think I've got. But you drink once. enough water and stuff when you're a con. 
I don't usually. I because I just keep running and running and running, and I don't stop long enough to drink, take something to drink. Run as much as you do. I just drink when you're thirsty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, when you go to a panel, there's a water fountain, right? And there's there's like these metal objects on the walls all over the place, especially yes, by I bathrooms. Know what they are. are. Water Thank fountains. you. So there's that, and then. The biggest thing at Comic-Con, which is my favorite change, is that they got rid of all the bottles of soda and changed it to cans and charged you four bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Even you're not. Why did I tell you that? No. Yeah. So Wednesday night, because Melissa will get to the point where you know she gets low blood sugar and she's just yeah, kind of yeah. like, and I can tell. like I can see it in her eyes. I'm like, i got to find you a soda. Yeah. So we're upstairs. I'm looking around. Nobody has bottles. They all have cans of Pepsi. It's Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, and Sprite or something, right? Mm. Whatever lemon-lime thing is owned by Pepsi. So they're all cans. And I'm looking like it says soda's four dollars. That's a can of soda, four bucks. I'm not paying that. So we go over to the other side of sales, and then we go downstairs. And I ask them, like, no, every all, everything in Comic Con has to sell Pepsi at a can, and it's all four dollars. And I looked at this woman who said that. I said, "How do you guys sleep at night?" <laughs> I said, "I'm not one to complain for prices. I go to Disneyland, I'll pay whatever. Yeah, I don't you go give to a Dodger damn. game. You go to Kings four bucks, game, yeah. five bucks for." A bottle. I'm like, I, I can stand that. Like, yeah. I, I kept buying Gatorade because the Gatorade was you five bucks. A... It's almost twice as much in a Gatorade for five dollars. Well, the bottle's twelve ounces. The can's what eight? Eight. Yeah. So, and then Gatorade's no, like sixteen. Regular can of Coke is twelve. Yeah. The right. bo- I think the bottle's sixteen. The yeah, the bottle's sixteen. Whatever the bottle, it is, the bottle, it's like... the bottle's twenty. Is that what it is? Yeah, the bottle okay. is twenty ounces. That's what it, yeah. Whatever. It, it's whatever it's almost it twice right. as much. And so, I'm not paying four bucks for a can of soda. And then I turned back, and at that time, Melissa was talking to our friend Kai, and I was like, oh, I'm buying four bucks for a can of soda. <laughs> and she bought one more, and she was ticked, too. So that kind of became, you know, when Mike and I used to go all the time, it used to be like one phrase or something that we'd go through, yeah. or something that would be weird. That was the time that we just kept doing the, the uh, Mario Brothers theme all over again, just to piss <laughs> each other off, because it would get stuck in your head. So there's always like this one thing that sticks out towards the end of Comic-Con, and the thing that stuck out for me was four bucks for a can of soda, because <laughs> every time we'd walk by... One of these booths, either Melissa and I would go four bucks for a can of soda. Like I never thought I'd want to go back to Disneyland to buy food. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, at least I'm getting some value there. Well, even the, your nachos went up. Yeah, the nachos are five. Yeah, it's still the best deal there because well, the hamburger the, bar- the, the hamburger is ten. No, the ha- the hamburger is eight. The barbecue. Oh, the cheeseburger is ten. The I don't think it's ten. Yeah, because we got one. The most expensive. Yeah. Then you got it in the wrong this, place. This is the first the time we've ever most, got anything outside the mezzanine. The most expensive thing on that menu on the mezzanine uh, outside is the pulled pork sandwich, and it's nine seventy five. Cheeseburger. I thought it was twelve. Nope. Because I bought two of them. And I, bought, I know that the two I cans two of, of those was eight bucks. Yeah, I bought two of those. I bought a Gatorade, a water, and whatever. But yeah. and then she rung, she rings it up, and I'm like, "That's not right. That can't be right." So we walk and I said, "Give me your receipt. You look at the receipt." And sure enough, she had started ringing someone for two bottles of water and a can of soda and uh, didn't leave it out. So that's twelve dollars. Right. So I come back and I said, "I'm sorry, but I think you overcharged." She's like, "No, no, no, no. It, it's there." And I was like, "No, it's not because there's two bottles of water. We only got one." All right, three bottles of water on the receipt. He's only got one. And it's a can of soda. I don't have a can of soda. And she's like looking back and forth. And she's like, no, no, no. it's right. And she starts going through it. And I'm like, I didn't buy three <laughs> bottles of water. So it's 12 bucks. And she finally figured it out. And you know, she gave up. But, it, you know, it was so quick. It, it didn't even phase Melissa. She, she was the one that paying for that. Right. Didn't even phase her. She just thought that was the right price. I'm like, that can't be right. Because I did it in my head as we're walking up. And I remember in my head, I had $10. I rounded up. I'm like, I had $10 for my sandwich. I had $10 for her sandwich. That was 20 And then water and thing was 9 So it should have been $39. And she got charged 43 Or uh, 53 And I was like, that's not right. 
But no, I mean, we we didn't eat as much there. Um, but I think that's the first time we really got a meal there. I don't think like I've that. ever eaten at the con. No, I mean no. the weird thing is, always either though, left yeah. to eat at the con or not or eat I, at all. Or, no, I. That's why I bring stuff. Yeah, I brought snacks and i kept them in my backpack along with water just refilled that yeah she bought sandwich she brought sandwiches you know that we brought from the hotel but i think this was sandwiches are always weird if they stick it in your backpack for a day (laughs) even half a day i'm like it's like peanut peanut butter jelly yeah Yeah. even then but this i think this was friday when we were i was in like 7 ab all day almost for star wars and yeah, when we, we left, just we, like, when we left, that's when we went and got, yeah. Yeah, we got it right after you. said, you. yeah, I'll tell you where we're going, and then you just disappeared, and you never told me whether you were coming back or not, so that was cool. Oh, well, because I, I had to walk all the way down to the other uh-huh. end to get back. Like, I'll let you know if we're going to come back. Well, and I'm she like, said well, that they saw you back. sitting there after you got your food. Yeah, no one said anything. Uh-huh. Well, once you walked down there, and I was like, well, I didn't get a text message from him, so I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> and we were starving, so we got food. It was... Great. We don't we don't leave for lunch anymore. I mean that that's the weird thing. I mean you and I used to be able to leave for lunch and come back and still feel like we had time. Well, we don't have that anymore. The panels were a little bit more spread out though too, or we didn't we we weren't as interested in so many. So that's why like I always I felt like I'm not going to skip a panel outside. Because I need food. Friday was the first so. panel. Yeah, that I went to. I didn't go anything on Thursday. Oh. I missed the rest of the. Only, there's only one more on Friday I wanted to go to, which was drawing with Jim Lee. Mm. And then you missed the turtles one too because it was Friday. Yeah, because I was in Star Wars. Right. So Saturday, Saturday I did the Turtles, thirtieth, mm-hmm. and we did Wildstorm twenty fifth, which she sat down and that was actually interesting because they have like six artists up there and they're all live sketching, and then I went to the Kevin Eastman one, and that's it. I did seven panels. I did four or five, whatever. I did four or five Star right. Wars panels, and I did three panels on Saturday, and that was it. Even going through the list, there wasn't a lot. And no. then the other problem was Fridays. Or I'm sorry, Saturdays the the rebirth panel, like the the broad rebirth panel, was the same time as Hasbro, right? For for Star Wars, and I was like, I want to stay there. And then Cup of Joe, they moved to Cup of Joe. I didn't even try because outside of the first ten minutes of Cup of Joe, and the thing is, with everything that's going on with Marvel, Marvel announced everything two weeks before, right? There's like there's nothing in terms of news, and yeah, so Cup of Joe and and legacy. is probably gonna and that's the thing, it was gonna turn <sighs> into. A lot of old people that go up and complain about how Thor is a woman and gay and black and Jewish or something, you know, it's like so. So many people are mad at them. <laughs> Thor's a black, gay, Jewish. Well, that was I female. found that I found that joke of um, I put it at one point. I said Marvel announces that the Punisher has turned into an old Jewish, gay, black woman who just wants to talk about things now. <laughs> And I remember putting it on there, and one of the other staff members at the store was, that's not out of the realm of possibilities <laughs> now. Where it's like the Punisher's going to put down her gun and look like, let's just talk, okay? What about okay? the Punisher turning into a Vietnamese woman? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> um, but that's, I knew that that, that panel was going to be terrible. Because well, it's Q&A, but they when also we started, it. the Q&A was fine yeah. for, for Cup of Joe. But as you kept going... it wasn't as long. Yeah, and it also wasn't just... Just people that but go it's like, also I want to only... like Marvel, but I hate everything you do. And of course, my favorite. So I'm stealing your stuff online. Why isn't it better? Yeah. That's the one that uh, I don't remember what panel we went to when Axel Alonso caught that guy doing it. And he was just basically like, I want your stuff to be it better. Was, it was Cup of Joe. And he was there. Was it Cup of Joe? And he was yeah. just like, I don't buy any of your stuff. Well, how I are think you that reading was it? Beth's first like, year going there. I stole it. To it. He, he ended up I'm editing. He's like, I've been stealing it online. I don't know why it's better. He's like, well, you're not paying for it. So why is it going to be any better? Yeah. I have, well, see, I have no interest in making it better for you. Part of the problem is Marvel has moved most of their 
fall announcements now to New York Comic Con. They're always going to do New York. Right. And so they're really the only big Marvel panel other than their movie TV panel are it's the Couple Joe. And Couple Joe used to be in 6D DEF. It was 6AB, wasn't it? No, 6AB is the front. No, 6AB is the front. Yeah. So it's 6DEF. Yeah. And they moved it this year. It's way too big for that panel. Right. Unless, uh, what was the, what was it, Avatar was behind it or something like that? The, the cartoon? The Airbender was, yeah. Yeah, the Avatar, the last Airbender cartoon was after, so we, that was the first time we skipped Cup of Jokes. We couldn't get in. Yeah. It was, it was like, well, this sucks. But they moved it to to one of the front rooms that was uh, 25A, and it was actually over, you know, it was too, it's too Those small for that room. Those super small. Oh, yeah. Cup of Joe's big. But it's not as big as what it used right. to be, what it should be, or what it was in. Right. But it's too big to be in one of the smaller rooms. And the air conditioning wasn't working. Yeah. So it's a room. Let me that tell you, the co- air conditioning was working everywhere else. When I went to, <sighs> when I went to Kevin Eastman on Saturday, it was the last panel of the day. It was like five o'clock. Yeah. Six o'clock. I think it was six o'clock. It was like an hour before the the, the thing closed. So I get out at six forty-five. I walk to Melissa, and she's shaking. Because she's sitting outside on the front foyer yeah. upstairs, just outside of the, the building over in 25, 20s, whatever. And she's sitting there like this, just just shaking, and her hands are shaking. She is freezing because it is so cold up there because they pumped it up so high. On the floor, you don't feel it because there's 75,000 right. people who are all emanating body heat and body odor. When you're upstairs in the big open environment... And it's just circulating in a big in a big circle from yeah. top to bottom. It hits the 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 floor and it comes back up and it just rolls. It was really cold. So one of the reasons you get con crud is because of those extremes. We're out in the mezzanine when we were eating, and I'm like, it's 90 degrees out here. Yeah, and it's rather warm. And then when you walk inside and you go past the stairs as you go into the spot between the sales pavilion and ballroom 20, uh, not uh, the the, the uh, five, six, and seven, those, those yeah, yeah, places. Yeah. And there's that waft of cold air that hits you. That's not good for you. Your body's going, I don't know what the F to do anymore. Right. And so a lot of concrete is also from there. Your extreme temperatures in some place like San Diego are insane. Yeah. If you're going outside, you're in nearly triple digit heat or you're standing outside in line and then, and then they put so you up humid. into the sale, the sales pavilion. And when you're up in the sales pavilion, all of a sudden you're in 68 degrees mm-hmm. in a big open environment in which that air is just rolling back and forth and it's recirculated air and all that other stuff that, that can hit you. And then yes, this year it was humid as well. It was a weird, uh, weather pattern. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ethan, you walked into uh cup of Joe with me Yeah, and it was just excruciatingly yeah, it was, hot. It was just ass. <laughs> Yeah, for us, I think the worst panel we ever had was that uh, was the Hellboy panel that was yeah. talking. Like, well, oh that's not because of the no, I know it was <laughs> the most uncomfortable we've ever been in a panel was that panel. <laughs> just listening to those versions, like we gotta go. This isn't. I yeah. can't sit here with I mean, these it was guys. Like Thirty-two AB or whatever. Yeah, well, well, we were so looking. Small. We were looking for you know four seats together and we couldn't find. And I was just like, forget this, and we walked out. And I, Beth and Ethan were like, I guess we're going. <laughs> And a new appreciation for people that would be in Hall H for all day, though, because we left Star Wars after Hasbro, and we tried to go back for the the sounds of Star Wars or whatever yeah. with Ben Burton and everything. Not even close. They put us around the corner, and then we were in the lines that, uh, you know, the, the lineups that they have against the wall for 7AB. And I looked at it, I said, there's more people in this line than can fit in the building, right. in the room, and the room's already full because people just stayed all day. Mm-hmm. But we left because, like, I can't stay here all day. We've yeah. already been through five panels. We were there from... 
from 10 to 3, whatever yeah. it was, 10 to 2, 10 to 3. Something so like that. Four or five hours. And, and, and I'm like, as much as I love steampunk and love Star Wars, that panel just, it felt. That one was, that one actually was interesting to me because Melissa was actually kind of into that panel because she liked a lot of the design work because obviously she designs her own clothes and right. stuff like that. But that the publishing there panel wasn't, was horrible this year. The publishing panel was okay, but there's nothing for them to tell you. They already and have. And they everything. couldn't say anything about. Well, that's the thing. It's the same thing for in 2015, where they're like, "We can't show you much." Right. One of the differences in 2015, though, is because the trailer for Force Awakens, almost everything in it was new. Yeah. You know, new ships, new whatever. So they were showing you product that you saw in the trailer. Here, the only thing that they showed you was that they were going to do. They had the Ray and the Luke that were downstairs. No, no, not the, for the publishing. No, but I'm just saying anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that they could show you in terms of designs and stuff, the Hasbro one was basically, these are two Black Series figures that you already knew were coming. Right. We can't tell you anything else. Because and I showed you the... We're, we're not going to tell you what's coming out on Force Friday yet. We're not going to tell you the new characters. You yeah. can probably figure it out. I'm sure there's a new Kylo, and there'll be Rose or whatever. Um, Rose is the big one that that'll like, be the new but yeah. they're not showing you any of the designs they kind of hinted at the idea that they're doing that that speeder thing that you see that's attacking the walkers oh that the, they'll yeah. make some sort of toy out of that kind of looks like a B-wing new design yeah it drops down yeah, yeah it's got it's, the things it's on it's kind of like a like a bomber well they I guess walk, one, uh, of the, one of the the leaks is that Poe comes with it you know in a three and three quarter design so that's his new ship yeah, because the other one gets blown up yeah. again. I'm like, he's terrible with these things. <laughs> well, they show him in an A-Wing, too, in the, uh, yeah. the behind-the-scenes thing. Publishing was interesting because the people that were up there were interesting. Yeah, but it's a lot all of those stuff books were you... out. But Battlefront, or Battle, yeah, Battlefront, she couldn't really talk about, even though it was Well, she didn't want out. to because right there, she wanted to go downstairs and read yeah. it, yeah. which is really good, by the way. Oh, I know. I've started it. I finished it. Did you? I read it in two days. I, she's she can write. I love her writing style. I, I think lot. I'm on chapter five, but like I told Mikey, I put it down because I wanted to get caught up on Cap this weekend. Yeah, you'll you'll fly through it. Um, but yeah, and the other stuff was a lot of the YA stuff. Yeah, that's there because that's kind of sort of their big push. They but haven't. Then, told there's you, a lot of stuff that's coming out for two. The stuff that comes eight. out. The stuff that comes out for Force Friday, the, the journey to there's right. the Phasma book is the the only adult novel that's actually been mm-hmm. announced. That Leia book is a book. Yeah, and then there's another one. And my the one thing that I was disappointed in the publishing panels, they didn't mention anything of a certain point of view. And three days later, they announced the final cover with everyone else that was the, that was doing it because right. they the last like ten authors or whatever because there's forty authors doing that book. And I looked at it and I said, you couldn't announce that at the panel at yeah. least. You couldn't have at least one of those people show up. And then of course everybody bitching about why well, isn't Timothy Zahn in it? Where's Michael Stackpole and? Jane and Kevin J. Anderson and um, my friend uh, uh, Ricky quickly was like, Kevin J. Anderson and Michael Stackpole haven't written a Star Wars story in over a decade. What makes you think they're going to start contributing to it now? Yeah. Versus the, the LFL guys that they already have in-house and some of the new people that are there. And as he pointed out, and I pointed out, I would almost guarantee you that Zahn's working on a Thrawn trilogy. He doesn't have time for a short story right well, now. Well, where they left off with Thrawn, he's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but who knows where it's going to be. But I have a feeling he's already... That's going to be the spring reveal is that Thrawn 2 comes out as a book next fall. Yeah. And so... Unless he's he shows not, up in 8. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> um, he's Snoke. Uh, so... We kind of said he's not going to do that that book. Yeah. There's no reason to do that. But he doesn't need to do that book, and he's not going to do that book right now. And he's not going to do a short story for a New Hope when that's not what he's interested in writing. 
Right. But Greg Ruck is in it and a couple other people that, that have done stuff for, for LFL and everything. I was like, I'm excited for it. But, of course, the, the they reveal the end. And if you look at their Facebook three, feed, the first 30 comments are all bitching about the fact that Timothy Zahn doesn't have a story in it. Of course. They're, you know, they're Timothy Zahn's not in it. Pass. I'm like, great. Just just completely pass 40 stories. And Timothy Zahn's in it. But, or Timothy Zahn's not in it. But Will Wheaton is. He's a Star Trek guy. You guys are idiots. Pass. I'm not buying this. Like, great. Like, you just... And, and everyone and else... And then all like, they do is they'll they, bitch when it comes well, out. Well, no, but here's the other problem. So many of them were like, I can't believe that you didn't do any of the EU stories. What happened to some legend stories? Why don't you do some stuff with that? And finally, like, it's all takes place between A New Hope. Yeah. It takes place from the point in which the, the cruiser gets attacked to the point in which they get their medals. Yeah. Every single story, all 40 stories, take place in that time frame, and it has to be a character that you see on screen. They're all background characters. See, that's what I love as well. That was going to be great. It's yeah. it's Tales from Moss Eisley. Exactly. It's, Tales, it's all that stuff, but they're, they're shorter. I hope they're shorter. Because if there's 40 <laughs> of them, that book's going to be a freaking tome. But that's... I read well, there that, was I'm what? Like, in Tales from Moss Eisley, there were only like six of them. Oh, Tales from Moss Eisley, I think, is in double digits. Uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, because there's only the oh, six. Yeah. Those were all novellas, especially yeah. the Boba Fett one. It's something like 60 pages. Yeah. Or something around that. But yeah, the Tales from Moss Eisley, Tales from Jabba's Palace were... You know, ten or eleven. They were so good. Some though. were short, some were big, and then the Tales from New Republic was, or yeah, Tales of the, of the New Republic was, was shorter too. Yeah, or um, shorter stories. There was more of them in there. But so, in terms of going back to panels where this started, I didn't find a lot, and then the stuff that I found that was interesting beforehand was all at the same time. Yeah, I just I don't go to a lot of panels anymore because even. When Mike and I were going, we would go to the X-Men panel. We would go to the Superman panel. We'd go to the Batman mm-hmm. panel. And I was like, I look at all of this and going, I don't need to go to these. Saturday was a lot of TV panels. Yeah. And that's the other problem. And that was one of Melissa's things is the stuff that she'd be interested in, the more you know, media-centric stuff, just can't get into. Yeah. And then they also moved the um, Star Wars trivia to like 10 p.m. or something. It was really late. A lot of the game shows were later. Yeah. yeah. When, the first time we went to Star Wars trivia, it was like 8 yeah, nine. that's what it was usually around seven or eight, or and then I think this year. And that was, was the other. I never, I didn't find any late night panels that were the worth other going thing was. To. I know last year we went to Darwin Cook uh, on Saturday, which was awesome. They had board gaming going Sunday night till midnight. Yeah, because a lot of tabletop. A lot of people stay through yeah. Monday. Yeah, it's like video games. Yeah, in the anime. I was surprised Crap that they holes. they had it for you know that long, but it I is tabletop. So almost every. Any of the vendors that I knew, artists and small press and whatever that were there, they didn't leave. None of them left on Monday. Right. They're all like, we're going to pack, but they came back on Monday. It's part of the reason that Comic Con is so expensive is because CCI has to rent that hall from the Sunday of the sh- before mm-hmm. the show until Tuesday to let all these guys get out. Well, last even- year, last year by Monday, the- everybody was gone. Monday, when we went down... They, ha- they have to hold it for Tuesday right. in case anybody can't. Right. Because sideshows come close to not making it out. Yeah. Cause it's we, always funny because... Fifth, no, no, it's got to be 20-something years ago when my friend Scott and Jared worked for Sideshow and we left to go to Siskiyou on Sunday and Eric and I drove up first and they did the last day of Comic-Con. Yeah. They finished packing and then they drove from San Diego to Siskiyou, which is 20 miles short of the northern border. So they drove for like 12 hours that day. And... It was weird to think of it now, and I thought of it last week where I said, they used to pack everything and leave on Sunday. Yeah. Everything would be packed and left. Well, I remember there Whereas was a lot of Sundays. Sideshow now at side 5 show. o'clock where they're just still on the floor. Yeah, there was a lot anything. of days. There's a lot of Sundays when we'd pass them on the freeway going home. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. 
We also don't leave that late anymore. I left a bunch of Yeah, no, last year we passed them on Monday. But even even when we were, you know, I'm sure there were still things in there on that Monday, but you could tell most of it was gone. Well, Monday you got to start. And the small press is easier. But again, something like like the NinjaBot. NinjaBot has a a U-Haul trailer. Yeah. They're not going to pack that Sunday. No. With 80 other people that are going to try to do U-Hauls and stuff like that. I mean, just, just us unpacking Long Beach five years ago. Yeah, when we when Earth Two did the Long Beach uh, Fall show, it's me. Well, you have to wait in a queue, and it's yeah, just right. For that. We we carried everything all the way out to the parking lot on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and without a without a four wheel handcart, that was death. So did anything Never feel? Did it feel different this year? I mean, I know well, every for year me it, it felt really different. Well, I was going to ask you because me. this is the first year that you've you've had. This is the to... first year I haven't been alone in a long time. So. Well, but it's it's it, uh, but like Beth and I were talking about, it's different when you when you bring a significant other with you. It's different when you bring anybody that actually sticks with you the whole time. The last couple of years, it's mostly been alone. We don't do anything anymore. Yeah, we didn't go to lunch. We went to dinner once, and that's it. So we don't go to dinner anymore. Which was a great idea, thank you, Ethan. We didn't. Uh, the hibachi was. We went. Melissa and I went to dinner on Friday, and the only reason Sebastian and Shauna came was because I had texted them. Yeah. Asked them what they're doing. Like, we're walking on a panel. We want food. And I, said, I got two extra seats. So they came down to Rock and Baja or whatever that was. This is the first year I haven't gone there in a long time. We almost went there twice. Um, we went to Lolita's on Thursday. Lolita's was insane. When we went on Thursday, it was fine. I mean, when we got there, it was fine. When we left, it was nuts. Was that Thursday or Wednesday? That was. Oh, I went there Thursday. We didn't go on Wednesday. Oh, no. I, I thought you, you went, went Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday you went back no, early no, because no. Melissa Thursday was sick. Thursday we went back early, but I think we ate anyway. Because Thursday, no, because Wednesday, Wednesday was when we got no. Wednesday was when we got the pizza really late because mm-hmm. we talked about going to dinner and nobody wanted to go. Right, we you because you had hotel. mentioned to me that you were going to go to Lolita's. We were going to try, and we didn't. We decided uh. to just go back to the hotel. So Thursday we left the floor early, went to Lolita's at eight, and then went back to the hotel. Oh, because I know that because yeah. she was dying. It's Wednesday. Neither of us got a lot of sleep. First night in a hotel room is always weird for me. So I'm because you guys were talking about coming over to the uh, her universe and then didn't. Oh yeah, no, there was she didn't want to wait in line with that anyway. Yeah, anyway, um, I mean she. One of her favorite weird. things is to walk by her universe and look and say, that $60 or $160 dress that's right there, I can make that for 40 bucks." Did you spend any time in Lucasfilm at all? We saw Lucasfilm on Wednesday night. You couldn't get near the uh, the costumes. Uh, we did. Did you? Wednesday night, we went through that line, and we had our picture taken in front of the little set, so we got to see all the costumes. I have pictures of all of them. There's only Never three, saw it again. three costumes, I think. It was, uh, there was four, but it's it not Rebel Pilot. Knew. It was uh, Nine Numb. Um, it was nine numb, and I think I can't remember what the other ones were. But yes, there were there were four there because there were there was four mannequins. The coolest thing was that they had the um, they had the clear acrylic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got your picture taken with the Last Jedi behind you. Yeah, up on the thing. We we did that Wednesday. We went through their their um, publishing Wednesday night. We did the publishing to Wednesday talk night. to them about certain stuff. We looked at the backpacks and and whatever that is in the front um we that saw hallmark little... areas they need to move that the hallmark is where where the hallmark is it's weird to be there because they sell more than just because they also stuff, have they so have hallmark and then they have efx efx right next, right to, next yeah. to them and then they that's had... why look that when i got back from comic-con and even sunday night all i saw was it's busier it's busier and i just wanted to go it can't be 
There's no way it's busy. I think it felt exactly the same to me. Sunday felt different because there were more people on the floor because there weren't as many. Uh, Sundays always has people on the floor. But uh, but when you we we get... walked down we walked down um, Artist Alley and you couldn't walk down the little side alley the side that's almost, been like almost that the entire weekend years. though almost the entire weekend I had a hard time trying to get through Artist Alley. We got through Artist Alley fine on Saturday, Friday. Because Sunday we, Friday. we got in line we almost got into Doctor Who because then we. They were letting people in, and it just didn't look like we were going to make it. So we just like forget this. But I think every I think they ended up saying that everybody in that line got in. Yeah, but there's never panels on Sunday that anybody really cares about. Sunday's always busy at the vendor booths. Sunday's always packed at the vendor booths. It's always packed at Lucasfilm. It's always packed at publishing. I just publishing like was, there was super a packed. Little bit more and this they year. Ha- it's exactly the same as it's been for the last four years. Exactly the same. The difference is for us, at least for me. I walked off the floor at two thirty last year. We stayed till like closing. Yeah, we usually do. The year before, we stayed till like closing. We used to leave it too. Yeah, I mean, we left once at two because I threw the books down at the booth, big booth of death and said, "F it, we're out of here." That guy <laughs> kept nudging me over, but it it's always the Lucasfilm is always a mess after Wednesday night. Yeah, it's always a mess after Wednesday. Trying to get through, and then on but top the way of they, which, the way they did the, did the booth this year was a little bit different. The booth has been like that for three years. That big open mm, space, yes, yes, it has. Last two years, three years. This is the third year it's looked like this, where the big booth in the middle has something on the right because 2015 had it for Force Awakens. Last year was Rogue One. This year is Last Jedi. It. I think that the setup was a little bit different because you could walk in and you had a little bit different. You didn't have a big facade sitting there of some kind of background. Yeah, you know, with, with remember the Rogue One? That was Rogue One. That was just yeah. last year. And but the, no, year, the year before they had they had first they had Force Awakens ones too. I don't remember there being they Force had Force Awakens ones. And the, the other side, if you're facing the back of the hall, the left hand side is now all merch. There, the the Star Wars her universe stuff and plushy crap and all this other stuff that. When I tried to get through there the last day, because I was trying to see if publishing would, if publishing had had discounted their books, right? And they had, and they didn't have anything. Like they sold out almost everything on Saturday, and like yeah. we we went, everything's half off, and there's nothing left. Well, did you see what that Hasbro was, was like? I went to Hasbro once, and I wish I had gone back because I wanted to take more pictures of their amazing diorama. No, no, no. I'm talking about Hasbro shop. Oh, Hasbro shop had nothing. By Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I know. Hasbro shop went through that lull where we were able to get in and there'd still be stuff on By Sunday Friday or night, they really... They, they They still had some of the big stuff, which I was surprised. They had magic cards and things like yeah. that. They still had the land speeder. They still this had... This is the magic cards were crap. Yeah. The the Thrawn was the only thing that was really sold out. That was the only thing anybody wanted. Right. I mean, really, I, really wanted. They thought they had sold out of land speeders and they were told on Friday afternoon to go ahead and go pull everything that they had... For not only the land speeders, but I think everything else, and they just brought it yeah, in. You don't want anybody. You don't want to not sell something on Sunday. Well, they also just also don't. Well, they just go. need product on the floor. But they also said something. that they weren't going to do tickets on Saturday and Sunday either. Yeah, just so, get in line is the old right. the old school way. Yeah, but sorry, back to the, the Lucasfilm booth. The one thing that I found what was different was that that big wheels land speeder. Like the, the, it was basically yeah. like a big wheel sized land speeder, and everyone stopped to take pictures of other people's kids that were sitting inside of it. I mean, it was awesome, but everything stopped there. It was this huge yeah. clump, six people deep, more so. But the Lucasfilm booth, booth has always looked like that. Well, then you also because you have Lucasfilm right next to Hasbro. That section between the two of them is hell to get through. Yeah, because now that they have all the booths on the outside, 
Lucasfilm used to be just a U, and there used to be a few booths on the inside of this big right. U, and it would be like a display or whatever, and they had that big screen going. Yep. And they didn't have like an awning or anything like that. This, this no, it just went off. Covering, yeah, yeah. No, they had great. they had a big they had a big screen that was just you know uh, they basically had a roof to on the... their booth basically. Yeah, but and, the um, other thing was they moved her universe inside, so every time that Ashley was there to do a signing, it that just was got the, that was the too. worst that I tried. We walked in and went, nope, we'll leave. <laughs> yeah, we went around the other way because we wanted to look at the backpacks and the wallets again because I had mm-hmm. this weird idea of buying the 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 uh, Adit driver backpack. And then I realized how much it really was. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need another backpack. Yeah. And then I looked inside. like, that's why. Because Ashley's standing there. You yeah. Know, it's like Every time Ashley's there, it just gets insanely packed. Yeah, it's insanely a bunch of people. Who just well, I tell you what. Mattel was so different this year because they didn't bring any of their Monster High or any of their girls' lines except for the superhero girls. So they had you know a lot of because of Justice League and everything like maybe that. Maybe they finally figured out maybe we should just bring stuff that's more. Well, no, they well, wanted to keep they wanted to keep everything that was more along the lines of superheroish. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they finally figured except out except for bringing, the wrestling stuff. Bringing the well, wrestling fits. I mean, that's right. There's, I find more comic book fans that are wrestling fans than not. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a niche. Also, that, the booth that fits. just felt smaller than it normally is. I don't know if it's just because they had the big Hot Wheels Batmobile. Well, they there. had yeah, they had the Batmobile or what? In that room, but so it's just was... yeah. But then it also was gone. I think that sold out like right away. No, no, no. The actual no, Batmobile. they had like a full size Batmobile. Oh, was it yeah. in there? Yeah, I never went there. Yeah, they had the full size Batmobile. Which sucks because then I didn't get. I didn't realize that they had Kylo's starship there. I didn't either until mm-hmm. we were no standing idea. there and Arabella's the one. Yeah, thanks for the heads up by the way. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Hey, I, come here and get this. I didn't even know how many they had. I just I ran over there, grabbed one, and it was there done. Go. It was on Sunday. Check it was, this out. <laughs> um, yeah, the Boots of Death were a little bit different, too, this year. There's only two of them. There were three. Well, there were three, but because they removed one for each one, you lost. You really only had two booths. Yeah, they took out had, the you center only had, e. You only had six. You only had six uh, Yeah, spots. and then they got, they got, did you notice they got a bunch of girls to work their booths this year? They have a bunch of girls every year. I saw less of the guys than no. we normally see. No, they were there. Price. No, that guy was there. That guy was no, there. No, he was there. No, I, I know everybody there now. He's there. The woman who drinks all day is there. <laughs> the woman who brings alcohol in was there. I saw a lot of the older women. The guy you can fool on the... The, the, yeah. the Russian girl was new. Oh, I was so mad. I got that guy, right? Again? No, no. Oh. Um... Well, yeah, the the kind of he's probably the most like fit looking dude, right? Yeah, yeah he's skinny. And I have, and he's like, "How much is it? You count it up?" And I said, "Yeah, it comes to ninety five after because I had like two hundred dollars worth of stuff." And, <laughs> and that's what I said. He's like, "All right," and I was like, "Damn, I should have said eighty. So I should have, but you didn't." And I was like, "Crap!" Because I don't want to be that a hole that says, "Oh, yeah, it's eighty, yeah, yeah. and he looks like it's ninety five, so I'm gonna charge you a hundred. Yeah. Because then when you're like, "No, it's ninety five, so I'm giving you a deal anyway." And so I forgot he's the other – I'm thinking of the other guy with the lift and kind of yeah. he's a little shorter. And he's the guy that gets me wrong every time. That guy, he overcounts everything. Yeah. Not only does he round up and then cut in half, and then on top of which he rounds up whatever he cuts in half. Right. But even then, I barely got anything and realized when I got back and I looked at my picture from last year, I bought like three trades that I bought last year. So I bought a bunch of stuff. At least one I only, of them. I only bought one this year. One of them, one of them was from Melissa. So that one, that one well, was that fine. That um, but I forgot I had I, – I didn't realize I had already bought um, – uh, oh, what's Jill Jones, the, the housewife, assassin. It just lost me from Dark Horse. Lady Killer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I bought Lady Killer 1, and then I, I was scrolling through talking to somebody about the years that – I was like, 
these are like past years or what? Oh, sending them to Morgan. That's what it was. And I was like, this was last year and this was the year before. And then I looked at the one from last year. I'm like, oh crap, that's on there. Should have found that picture earlier. Um, yeah, but they had, but they had this really tall uh, Russian girl at one. There were one. other people, that, and then a really short. Mike, were, I, no, I, were, I was like, this girl, were this girl's new, Mikey's type exactly. There are new people there that obviously had zero clue what they were doing. Yes, but so probably just hired up the street. Yeah, but the, the tall, the the tall girl was nice because she took my books when she realized because I had my cane and everything. And she realized I was not going to be able to hold this here oh, and flip through. Let me help. No. And so she took the Poor books. The problem man. was, let me help you. We, I turn around, <laughs> and they're gone from where she had put them. Oh no! And I'm like, ah. And the guy comes. And he's like, "You looking for your books?" He's, yeah. He's like, "I put them under because someone was looking through them." I'm like, I appreciate that. Because someone had come over and started to like flip through them. Oh, I hate when they do. And that. And I wasn't listening. Yeah. Because he put him in front of, you know, they have the Omnis on the back wall. So he put him just like on the bottom shelf in front of one of the Omnis because that's where he was standing. We could do something else. And someone started flipping through it. And he's like, yeah, we should probably move those. I was like, I appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, I got, I, I when I look at it, feels like I never get anything. And then and you then put I, it all together. Well, I put it all together picture. and I'm like, okay, but this doesn't feel like it, it used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, yeah. I ended up, ended up getting. have everything already. <laughs> Right. Not even close, bro. Well, like I, um, I was talking to Mikey about it last night, and it was like, yeah, we we keep going, but every year we're getting less because it's just nothing is really newer. For like us I didn't get buy. any prints this year. The only thing I got was I got um, the the alien one from NinjaBot yeah. that I had ordered, and then uh, Brian Miller, who years ago. Uh, just before celebra- just before celebration in Anaheim. So this is Long Beach 2014. I bought a he had like a propaganda post from Hoth. Right. And I bought it. He let me order it early. That's what it was. He's like, you can order it now. And so I ordered it and he sent it. And he has one for Rogue One. I went to his booth. I see it and on the thing. He has the the artist proof print, which is only like ten of sure. Six hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh, I want this. And he's like, it's sold out here. Go to Acme. Acme might have it. And I went straight to Acme and it was there. And I bought the last one at Acme for 40 bucks. Cause it's, it's 24 by 36. Like it's huge. Yeah. So I bought that. Those are the only two prints I bought. I didn't buy anything at monkey minion, although I should have. See, a the only thing, I, the only thing I, I got, I got Eric, uh, Bowser, who's been on the show, obviously. Uh, they were doing the TMNT signing at Nickelodeon and Arabella walked by and, you know, started screaming on his name and everything. So he came down to the stage and, Gave us a print that had everybody's signature on it that they were doing, you know, right there. And then I happened to be at Marvel and got the. Um, I go anywhere near Marvel. Got the Infinity War poster. I saw that, that, that damn lockjaw everywhere. And I was sort of like, I kind of want one of those. But again, just looking at it. The cool I've thing never... was they had they the lockjaw that they, the stuffed animal they were giving out or that uh... they were selling. They had a life-size one. Yeah, they had a huge yeah, one. Yeah. That, ma- that was exactly the same design. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that you could take pictures with. Yeah, nice. If you could get anywhere near there, I never yeah, went by it. That's the problem. Yeah, see, never I got, I got, I had no problem getting in, the back in there corner. a couple times. That, that was pretty easy to get to. I just, in the Marvel booth. It, it. There's nothing there I'm interested in anymore, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of avoid it because it just wasn't. It's yeah. so packed anyway. That was packed because they hold those. Oh, here's some posters. Yeah, and everyone just and then the security tells you you got to keep moving. You're like, they're and... trying to hand me something. Yeah, I can't keep moving. Did you go into DC booth? 
Yes. Did you look at the costumes for Justice League? No. Because all all we did was look through toys. Cyborg looks like he should be Ultron. That's with why just a different and, head. And that's why the Cyborg movie got canceled. And nobody said anything until the day after when they realized it was no longer on DC slate. Yeah. DC put up their movie slate, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, there's no Cyborg up there. So just like when they dumped Cyborg, the it looks like the body armor looks exactly like Ultron. I just. It, it doesn't affect me. You know, we went in to look at the bombshell toys, mm-hmm. some of the other stuff, the statues, because they had the one that I just ordered. And I look at Melissa like, I, I, I ordered that, if that's, if that's cool. Well, speaking yeah. of DC movies, though, they made a major change to their lineup. Well, we should probably save that until after we're done. I mean, are, you, are we just not going to talk about Comic-Con anymore? Well, I'm just, you know, we've been talking about Comic-Con for 41 minutes, and you were like, oh, I don't think we're going to do a whole show about Comic-Con. Well, no, I said we shouldn't, but we don't have a lineup for anything else. So it seems weird to cut the middle of, hey, and so come, now let's go and do something else. But yeah, if you want to talk about DC movies, we can. Well, we I go. mean, what else? was there anything else at Comic-Con that stood out to you? Uh, less cosplay. Yes. Way less cosplay. No wood, no metal. No wood, no metal. And I think and a there lot was a of people bigger police it. presence at Comic Con than I've ever I seen. I finally got to talk. So I finally get to talk to a police officer. Melissa's looking at something, and there's two cops there, and they have badges. Yeah. They have well, Comic Con badges. Uniform. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. They have Comic Con badges. And so I went over and I said, Oh, so even you have to wear badges. And he says, Yeah, you got to have all access because we can go anywhere we want. But there's too many. And he said, it, There's too many good cosplays mm-hmm. that if it's just a uniform, They'll stop you, yeah, because they'll think you're you're cosplaying. And so I said something like, "So how many times do you get the? Wow, that's a great cosplay." And there was a, a younger gentleman who I was talking to, and then his partner was an older gentleman, extremely tall. He was like six three, <laughs> like he was ripped too. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, we never hear that one." <laughs> and I start I start cracking up, and I said. Um, how many and times then you he get says, your picture. Like, he says, it. "Yeah, what we tell people when they come up is, yeah, if you have a really good cosplay, they give you this all access badge as like a reward." <laughs> How many people believe that? Enough. Oh my god, there's got to be <laughs> that enough. They're thinking, they're like, "Oh, I just have to come in and I have to look exactly like a police officer, and they'll give me an all access badge." So that was, I finally got to talk to one of them, but you know, and there were canine units this time. No, there's everything. Because Beth said that she she was coming out of the My Little Pony panel. And a guy had gotten through weapons check with a pistol that didn't get checked. And three police officers stopped him on the second floor. Well, yeah, because of Arizona. Yeah. And Soon they had they him that. they had him there and he went to go grab it. And they were like, No, 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 no. Don't you dare touch that weapon. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> we have our first went, death at Comic Con. Yeah, they were like someone trying to cross the street. Don't even don't even make a move to it. We'll take it from you. You know, and he's like, oh, "Okay, he's like, oh, we'll take it from you, all right." I, I bet you the kid had you. me pissing himself at that point. But yeah, somehow, you know, because they also had changed it. Where, you know, how when they first usher you in to go up to uh, the second floor to go to the sales pavilion, they had weapons check right there at the bottom of those two escalators when you first walked yeah. in. Between the two escalators, there, I was like, they "That's smart." That's, that's where weapons check is. No, it was always towards the wall of the the exhibit hall. When I when I came in, it was always by the doors a little bit further down. I've always seen it by the escalator, right in between escalators. But yeah, they were right in between escalators. They they had a uh, crow's nest uh, up in uh, up in uh, gas lamp right in the middle of the street this time. They've had that before. Yeah, because they have they have snipers on the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> last but this year, is the first last time I've seen canine in, in the convention center. Oh, I've itself. seen canines before. 
I've seen canines in, in the system before. Because um, if anything, it's usually just a, a presence thing. It's a show of force. Sure. Um, there were a lot more this year than I've ever seen. I'm sure there was. I'm, I've seen canines before. Um, but there was. I, I think there was definitely uh, an increased presence because of what's Arizona, been happening. And, and the idea and that you now have, you're telling people, you can't bring metal, you can't bring wood. You have more things to look out for. Yeah. That staff's going to look out for. And now, if you have a staff member who looks and says, "That guy doesn't have a pink thing on his gun," he's not going to stop. He or she is not going to stop you. He's immediately going to call right. police and say you need to stop it. And you know, it's always great to have a gun in the middle of one hundred and twenty-five thousand people. <laughs> there, right? We did the Rickmobile at at Earth Two yesterday. Yeah. And I look over, and the guy in the front of the, the guy that's that's the head of the line, the security at the head of the line, is armed. <coughs> And so is the security guard that's next to the, the mobile itself. He's got a pistol and a taser. Wow. And I was like, wow. We kind of figured because it's so open, that yeah. people would just come in and try and grab the boxes because it comes out of a Penske truck. And then it gets moved behind the Rickmobile. And then they you know scream at you, I need a the Rick's junk ship, which is $40 there. And it goes for almost $500 on eBay. Jeez. Because that's the first thing that ever sells out. I was going to say, it looked like it was a big event yesterday. We had a well over 3,000 people. Nice. How many people actually went into the store? Enough. We had a good, we had a good day for a Saturday, but we knew it's, it's not about getting them in the store. It's telling them that the store is... So it was the only reason it was at Northridge because it's a bigger parking lot? It's the only reason it was at Northridge because it has to have a parking lot. Yeah. They, they won't go. When Thomas did it in Anaheim, he actually got the city to close the street, and he paid for a street fair Ooh. for the whole thing. Because he did not have a parking lot that was big enough. It was the only way he could do it. That must have been a pretty permit. He's got it. That's why Thomas is cool. <coughs> they went to a shop yeah, it's called Quest on Friday night. design to it, you know, laminated. Ethan, Ethan, did anything at Comic-Con stand up for you? <sighs> that he went again? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ethan's Comic-Con report. I, I know exactly what Ethan like did all same. week because he was right there beside me. Hey, it was, it was the same. It wasn't. I didn't see anything that was much different. No, we ran except through, the Green Ranger. We ran through yeah. Artist Alley because pretty much I know where I'm going in Artist Alley. Yeah. I went to Michael. Uh, the one place I stopped that I didn't know was there was Michael Dooney was there. He used to do the TMNT limited prints because he was he's a TMNT artist, mm-hmm. and he wasn't there last year. And I thought, oh, he's not coming back. And he was there this year, but he didn't have a TMNT print this year. Did you, so see Livio's, stuff. did you see Livio's uh, Ahsoka? I see Livio's stuff. The, the problem I with Livio, and this is not, nothing against him, because he's at every Southern California show, I never make a point to actually spend any time at his booth. Yeah. Um, I, tried to find, a... I tried to find Freddie, or, uh, yeah, Freddie Williams, who did Batman TMNT. I had brought it to get it signed. Yeah. So I talked to him last year. And then I went to David Peterson's booth to buy the shirt and his new sketchbook. But... We basically walked through very quickly to see if anything stood out to Melissa. Right. And she said, well, anything stands out to you? And I said, I've got so much art already, and they're all kind of the same people. There's some interesting pieces here and there, but it was nothing like WonderCon where they're the guy that Mikey had seen in Seattle yeah. with New Prince, and then the, um, the Japanese woman who did like Star Wars characters at a sushi restaurant, which I got from Melissa, which was awesome. It was Darth Vader eating sushi. Nice. Um, which, how does that work? He's just using the force. Your to pick lack it up. of faith is disturbing. It's, it's just him sitting in the thing. So. Is, he, is he raising his mask up or no, is he moving the ventilator? Whatever. He can do whatever he wants. He's Darth Vader. He um, just holds it up and it just sucks in. Yeah. 
So uh, sit in a straw. We went through. Yeah, Artist Alley is very different for me. I don't spend a lot of time there yeah. anymore. That's the same with um, us. And then you also I, have Funko back here at the back, which hurts it. Yeah. Well, if you go at twelve, it's fine because it's empty. Yeah. I mean, they're already sold out of everything. That spot is those weird kind of. It's like them and the guys who sell Kid Robot, and uh, there's another one that does it. There's the guys that do the, the the little deformed Joes. Yeah. I went by their booth. They didn't have any. I said, did you bring any Joes? Like, no. Is there, are you still making them? And he just kind of looked at me like, probably not, but I can't officially tell you that we're done making them. Yeah. Because uh, Hot Topic clearanced out their second series. So I don't know if they're ever going to do anything new. And I kind of go through it, and it's a lot of, there's all the, the you know, the, the graffiti guys are back there and the spray guys or whatever. Yeah. Ended up, it's actually the place that had the Rickmobile before us in a shop called Quest, which is a pin store. I bought a couple mm. pins there because uh, they had G.I. Joe pins, so that was cool. Um, and then they do the, um, it's the California state flag, but instead of California, it's Empire and it's a ad at instead of the bear. Yeah. It's a lot so of little stuff like that. Was there any big news that came out of Comic-Con that, that caught you off guard? I was so not connected at all. One of the differences of being with someone the whole time is I never spend any time on my phone. Right. Especially with the person that I usually, most of the time on my phone now is her and I messaging each other. And so I saw stuff like later or whatever, but my battery would be dead most of the time because I was taking pictures or something. And so I never really scrolled through Facebook or whatever. It wasn't until after. And again, I didn't watch any of the trailers. I mean, I knew yeah. like, oh, there's a new Thor Ragnarok trailer. So I saw the first one. I don't want to see the second one. In fact, Mike, I think you said that it, it gave away something you didn't mm-hmm. want to see. And he goes, oh, there's another Justice League trailer. Like, I saw the first one. What, what do I care? The, player, I know the Ready be. Player One trailer is really good. Oh, Ready Player One. You didn't this. like it, Mikey? No. I could care less about that concept. I get, but there's all the nostalgia stuff in it too. Well, that's yeah, there's the also there's a very that's already out. There's a very Stranger interesting things, so I'm good with that. yeah. There's a very interesting. I mean, come on, the Iron Giants in another movie. So I'll go watch. Which doesn't the make Iron any sense because that movie is like very 80s or the book's very 80s ish. I need to read the book. I only read like the first two chapters. But well, Harley Quinn's in it too, and she's a, the video game. Well, writer. one of the things that they said with the book was. They one of the reasons they never thought it could be made a movie is because you'd have to get all those rights to get them on screen, where you can use it in the book because it's a work of fiction, or whatever. You're not using the actual likeness. They or used whatever. a it's lot just of the, just the name Warner Brothers properties. Well, they use they use the name too yeah. in the book. Well, the book wasn't. It's not like a Warner Brothers publishing. Right. He did it in the book because like I I can mention whatever I want. Yeah. Because I'm not showing the likeness of Harley Quinn. I'm not showing the likeness of Batman. Master showing, Chief or well, yeah. yeah. Um. Which Freddy Krueger's new line, and they oh, it was all over the place. Yeah. There's a ton of different stuff. I mean, the beginning is Atari and Nintendo and Sony and Sega and, and yeah, and Sega stuff like that. Um, one of the artists I follow on Twitter talked about how he hated the Ready Player One because it's like there's no story here. It's just a bunch of images from the '80s. Yeah. So what's the point? And that kind of like it made me think. I don't even want to go and check that trailer out anymore because I don't want to be. I don't want to be disillusioned from the film by looking at it and going, we just took the images that we know you guys are going to go, remember when Dying Giant was up? And all of that, (laughs) instead of the story that's in the book, is that part of the film? Or are they just throwing this stuff at you? It's it's Star Wars all over again. They give you a a brief, not even five line, I guess, synopsis of what is, what's going on i'd have to watch the trailer it's as he's climbing down out of the stacks he you know they kind of mentioned the 
the uh, Lost Million and that there's nowhere else to go except for in the Oasis and how, you know, he's in Columbus. Those are the other and, things. And not having finished the book yet. Yeah. And the problem is Star Wars Publishing is doing too many books. Yeah. Every time I finish one, I'm like, oh, I should got to read the next That's one. what happened to me when uh, the whole Legacy thing came out. And well, the Legacy thing. Jedi I, Order. Legacy I didn't start until like the sixth book was out. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I started it was because I got the first one for free at Comic-Con. They were handing them out in paperback. And so I grabbed it, and I was like, all right, I'll read this. And I said, this is really good. And I just threw through that. So I actually read that in nine consecutive months to get okay. to number nine. And it was just – it was straight. I, see, I, part I, of the reason that I was so connected to that is I read it in nine straight months as one complete story. Yeah. I never read anything in between it. But I was, I'm trying to finish uh, the Stephen Hunter book – the third bullet, and I keep putting it down because, like, oh, I want to read Inferno. I put Inferno down, and I just got Rebel Rising, Beth Revis's book about uh, Jern Erso, and I'm like, well, I kind of want to read that, that now. Yeah. I'm trying, I, like, I'm trying to finish everything before September 1st, damn it. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go back and read that one because I remember that they said on the panel that one of the characters that's in Rebel Rising gets yeah. m- mentioned or uh, interacts within Inferno. Something, yeah. Um, yeah, so, Inferno obviously has a lot to do yeah. with it because of, of where I, I, what I love the most that I've read so far about the Inferno is how it flips you. Keep going. I don't want to give away too much, but it, it flips you at the very beginning when uh, of the Death Star battle. Yeah. No, keep going. I mean, it's no. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, you keep going does, reading it. Yeah, yeah, of course. She does. Of, she does what Karen Travis did in terms of the other side of the war for the Clone Wars. Yeah. Where, I mean, even though you're on the side that you're following in the movie in the Republic, but it's such a different facet of it that it's a very bleak view of what's going on. It's a very different view of even what the Republic's doing. Right. Whereas the movie's like, oh, the Republic's all right, even though you know they're wrong. Yeah. And the Clone Wars is that until towards the end. And Karen Travis comes in and it's like, there's people questioning what the Republic's like. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Sitting here, you're you're following Imperials, and, and I, I love it. A million Christy, people Christy died Golden's, in a terrorist act, yeah, and Christy Golden's uh, talent and genius is in the fact that you're reading a book about bad guys, and you care so much about yeah. them, and yet she never, she never just flips it and says, "Oh, they're good guys." Right. Their their belief system is so different, and it's there for a reason. And some of them are better than others. Yeah. And the same thing with, with the Rebels, much like what Rogue One does, because you're, you're dealing with Saw's Partisans, you have people who are on the extreme side, and you have people in, that, that they end up you know, uh, seeing as Partisans where they're kind of in the middle. Right. But they just don't have anybody else to fight with. Right. Like we can't hook up with the Alliance or whatever it was. So. Well, I'm, I've start, I'm at the point where Inferno Squad's on their first mission, and they've just yeah. gone undercover. It's very much like, like Battlefront... The first book, which they're not connected. Right. But Alexander Freed's Battlefront is very boom, boom, boom. And then there's a long sequence when they get to Hoth, yeah. where it's just in a row. And then boom, boom, boom. And then there's a long sequence when they're on Celeste. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean anything. But the same thing here, where the beginning of it is just Inferno's here, and Inferno does this, and Inferno does this, And then once they. Is it Celeste or Solust? I always say Celeste. So I always call it, call it Solust. Well, it sounds like an S O. It's S U L L U S T. Right. Solist. Solist would be S O L L U S T. Of course, when I was a kid, I used to call well, Celestian or Celestian. I always call it Celestian. Yeah. I've always called it Celeste. Don't they? Don't they say Celeste on um, in Jedi? 
They do say it, but I, don't, I didn't think they said Celeste. I think they say Celeste. To me, well, we can go back to the argument of Stampy or Stompy from Simpsons. Yeah. Okay, so anything else at Comic-Con? Um, Stompy? Who the hell says Stompy? I don't remember who I got the argument into. That Someone else, someone was convinced that the, the elephant in, in The Simpsons that Bart gets was named Stompy. That is always Stampy. I'm like, no, it's, it's, like, it's Stampy. That's Ad-Ad or A-T-T. It's Ad-Ad. So yeah, it's always Ad-Ad to me. But, it, 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 but then everybody says A-T-S-T or Chicken Walkers, but I mean... Well, it's because... At st doesn't yeah, make any I know. sense. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> just like an at at, the, the at act from Rogue One makes sense because act is a word, right. so you're able to say that. And plus, at act is like good lord. Like, yeah. we're really in the military now. Okay, so from jumping from Comic Con, DC made a big announcement with their movie lineup at Comic Con. They're, They're going to stop rid of it. All of it. Well, they made a big announcement that's in the middle of around. earlier that week, or no, it was during it because it, it was during it. it was the rumor continues that Ben Affleck is done with Batman. Right, after, and he said he's Justice not, League. but then he says he, he is. He says he has one more movie after... He's going to do one more movie after whatever this Batman film is. Right. Um, and, of course, in the weeks leading up to it, you're like, they threw out the script completely. Uh, they threw out a Jeff Johns script, and everybody lost their mind. Yeah. Uh, but the director, whose name all of a sudden I forgot, um, you know, it's his script because he wants to do a North Matt thing. Matt Reeves, I think. Uh, yeah, Matt Reeves. And Ben Affleck was like, I'm fine. Whatever it is, it's his script. We'll do that and, and sort of thing. And then everyone's like, oh, he's pissed off. And now he everybody going, is, is Deathstroke going to be in it? Nobody knows. But I oh, I don't know how much he was going to be in it in the first place. I don't either. You may see a battle in the beginning. But if he goes more, he may not use Deathstroke well, at all. Uh, Joe Magnolello. He has no he's idea all, either. Yeah, he says he knows everything. He's just not going to say anything. Oh, has he? I thought, yeah. it, okay. Well, there's also know. rumor that he may show up in Justice League. Yeah, he said that. He, well, yeah, because the footage was shot. Yeah, and so he's gonna keep his word and not say anything about it. Jay Leno may be. Uh, Jay Leno. Jay. Leno? Jay well, Jared Leno. Yeah. Maybe. Hey guys. I'm Some the people Joker. just want to see the uh, the world burn, you know. He's the Joker. <laughs> maybe Check out my classic out the... car with some toxic gas in it. And you gotta hit. If you don't hit the table, you're not doing the Jay yeah. Leno one right. Because that's all he ever but did. But Jared Leto may be dropping out of uh, the Joker role. They're not going to do the Joker role. If he's not going to, the Joker's not going to be in Batman. Well, they were saying they he do? might be in Suicide Squad too, or the. There's... Why would they make a Suicide Squad too? Because the first make money. It didn't make that much money. It, it made well, six hundred. Yes, but here's the thing. Million domestic. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. What we were talking about today on our thread about Spider Man. Spider Man three made a billion dollars worldwide, and it killed that franchise. Yeah, money is money is interesting, but when your money you're going, no one's gonna go see the next one, and we've seen that now with Transformers Five, we saw it with Pirates Five, and now we've seen it with three Spider-Man movies. Transformers Five still three, made half a billion dollars, right? But it didn't make the domestic money they no. needed, right? They're not doing Transformers. They're gonna do their Bumblebee movie for some reason, maybe, and then they're still. gonna reboot the thing. The Spider-Man has made less money since three consecutively. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man made less than three, obviously. Spider-Man 2 made less than one. And now Homecoming, Homecoming's not making a lot of money compared to what we thought it was going to. But even then, I mean, it's worldwide, still done $663 it's million. Right. No, I'm not saying they're making chump changes failure completely. But if you're looking at something like Homecoming, where if you would have told me two months ago that Homecoming is, is not even going to come close to a billion dollars worldwide, I would have laughed in your face. I thought for sure. Yeah. The buzz from this movie, 
The fact that it was back at Marvel, Marvel's in charge of it. You've got a good person playing a villain. You've got a good person playing a character that you've already seen in a movie that made a billion dollars in Civil War. This movie's going to be ginormous. It's the most recognizable character in Marvel's rep- repertoire. People have been dying for Marvel to take over this character, especially as the last two movies were absolute, last three movies were absolute crap. And you get that film, there is no chance it's making a billion dollars. I think if you would have waited till August to release it, it would have done better. I don't think, no, it doesn't matter because the stuff that's after, it's not that good. War of Planet of the Apes came out and. What, okay, what is, what is War of the Planet of the Apes doing now? It was good for a week. Dunkirk's come out. Dunkirk weighed $20 million to win a weekend. That's not a lot. Yeah. 50. It was 50. 50. 50. Even then, it's not that much. And then you've got... People are going to see an emoji movie, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> which got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah. before it opened. They, went, they couldn't even come up with a new poop joke. It's all poop jokes that have been told over and over again. It's probably one of those things that everyone's going to hate it, and then at some point I'm going to see it and go, oh my god, I love this movie. It's going to be so stupid. I was surprised to see uh, Spider-Man drop to like Girls' Night. Yeah. Girls' Night was too. It was Dunkirk, yeah. Girls' Night. It was, it, it's just, it's not, after that first weekend, that first week, it's gone. Nobody's talking yeah. about it. It's not there. You showed me the numbers. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is kicking its ass. Yeah. It's not doing as well as the first one did. Yeah, domestically, it's number, it's, it's the fourth highest movie this year. And yet, if if you... I would have thought it would be... I thought it would be second behind Star Wars for the year. Maybe third behind Star Wars and Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast made stupid money. Stupid money for a film that is barely nothing more than just flipped over the old animated film. <laughs> That's what's amazing. That film is incredible and it speaks to the power of what people are looking for. Wonder Woman is done... Wonder Woman's huge, and Wonder Woman. I don't know. Wonder Woman. Movie, I'm glad it's making a lot of money, but man, the more and more I think about that film, that is not a good film. Well, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into it. I know, but but everybody's like, it's such a defining film for, you know. It's not. For women, and it's all this. I can't, I'll be, be, it's good enough that I'm really interested to see what Wonder Woman 2 will be. Yeah. And... Do you, it, think it's, do you think that it's a film, defining woman, a, a movie for it's women? A defining woman? Defi- no. <laughs> no, the defining film for women this year is Beauty and the Beast, in which like her father gets imprisoned, and she's perfectly fine with the person that does it. <laughs> Buffalo love. Um, uh, okay, so Buffalo talk about DC's love. films. So DC uh, removed Cyborg from its slate. Yes. And changed the name of Flash to Flashpoint. Everyone thinks that Cyborg's going to be in it, because he does play a big role in the Flashpoint Right, comic, and on the heels of DC saying, "Well, we're gonna find a graceful a- a- exit, exit, f- graceful exit for Ben Affleck should he leave." Flashpoint, and a graceful exit Flashpoint. for the Snyderverse. Flashpoint. You can't. You're not gonna be able to get rid of the entire Snyderverse because those movies still exist. Um, Especially since you have Man of Steel two slated for. Yeah, it's we've already seen that his influence is waning to a certain degree. That's the other rumor that comes out during Comic-Con is that Zack Snyder may be leaving the the DC universe and everyone's like, why would he leave? Well, the other rumor is Joss Whedon isn't just simply completing the film. He's reshooting a lot of it. No, it's and he's extensive adding, reshoot. Yeah, he's reshooting a lot of it. He's adding to it yep. a third of what they think this Justice League movie is going to be is going to be Joss Whedon. Yes, then the funniest thing that I've ever seen comes out in that he's reshooting scenes with Henry Cavill 
who's doing MI6, who has a mustache, mustache. and Paramount said, you can't shave it yeah. because we can't wait for you to regrow it. It's going to be digitally removed from the film. Yep. Everything that DC does <laughs> ends up in this bizarre mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, think of, think of Marvel. The one thing we've seen that's been public is Edgar Wright and Ant-Man. Yep. That's it. That's, Yeah. The the non public stuff, even the 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 and, Joss Whedon had you know issues. Joss Whedon had issues with Avengers too, but when it's super successful, Joss Whedon shut up about it. Right, he's like, oh yeah, that movie made a billion dollars too. Oh look, I just bought another house. My brother's still employed for some reason. Um, <laughs> but the the, the hey, smaller stuff, the smaller now. stuff. You had oh Jesus, Whedon come. Um, yeah, that was a huge success. He's not even associated with it. Uh, <laughs> you have small controversies like. Terrence Howard being replaced by Don Cheadle. Nobody right. cares. Edward Norton being replaced by Mark Ruffalo. Nobody cares. It's yeah. just whatever. Um, the director, that uh, fairly-ish high profile, who took a pass at Black Panther, came out and said, well, the reason I didn't do it was because I wasn't. I didn't feel I would be able to do my movie as Black Panther. Right. Which is fine. They have the right to tell me. We, then we're you not have Gwyneth Paltrow and Anthony Hopkins, who said that they weren't going to do it anymore, but Anthony left Hopkins, and yeah. came back. Well, that's because Anthony Hopkins got what he wanted. Yes. The director of, of uh, Thor 2, Thor of the Dark World, is not directing Thor Ragnarok, which originally he was slated to do, and that's why Anthony Hopkins said he wasn't going to come back. Right. Because he hated him. They said, well, we're not going to have him do it. We're going to have somebody else do it. Uh, the Gwyneth Edgar, Paltrow thing Edgar is writes. weird. Because it's like, oh, I don't want to be in. I don't. I'm not going to be in Civil War at all. I'm going to show up. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, I'm going to show up for the last five minutes of Spider-Man. Yeah. For some reason, and then all of a sudden they're back together now, and they weren't. And what's going on? Like, where's the film in between? Now they're engaged. I need. I need a film between Civil War. <laughs> I hope that's like the bonus featurette for Amazing Spider-Man. It's like we're, we're <laughs> mean, just going to be Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. Uh, we're just going to throw out. Remember how you guys said that you thought. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the whole film. Well, we made a whole film with Robert Downey Jr. It's a 20-minute film with Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow about how they end up getting back together and they're engaged. Well, see, the, or they're going to get engaged. When he whatever. got back from the Civil War and he was all messed up and had his eye, you know, punched in, she felt sorry for him. And I'm wondering. Back. It kind of looked like how big is Infinity War going to be? Yeah. Oh God. Like, will the beginning of it be right after Civil War and take place during Homecoming in a way? Of you see their relationship start to patch up together before all this bad stuff happens, or is it just going to be like balls to the walls with so many? From what the trailer shows, see, I haven't seen a piece of it either because every, from what every, the everything that shows, I saw was like, here's the trailer, and it's gone in 13 seconds. From what like, the trailer Marvel shows, is it's after Homecoming. I'm, well, no, I'm not saying the whole movie is. I'm saying how much of it is going to be. You know, you can start that film. Five minutes after Civil War. Because one of the things that people had a problem with with Homecoming was Peter Parker didn't have his quote unquote spider sense. And in one of the, apparently the shot in Infinity War. Which is stupid. If they they weren't going to use it, and I agree with that choice because it makes him so invulnerable. Right. Like, you kind of have to. Why? Why do we hate the first two? Well, Kevin Feige films? said he does have it, but it's it's different than what we're used to. Yeah, and he also he doesn't know it yet. So it's like in a way what they again, showed in seeing, Infinity War was the hairs seeing, on his arm kind of go up, and then he kind of like realizes yeah. something's going to well, happen. If they if they start using the classic sort of thing, then then the use, the it lines. Lines. use it. Use it. Yeah, the bacon lines <laughs> coming off of him. But do it in a Spider-Man film instead of Infinity War. Yeah, but then get. Everything keeps out through all the stuff from the mess with DC, and then we've got Infinity War, and you have both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans in the last month hinting at the idea that they're not going to be in another film after one and two. Right. Which I'm like, 
Robert Downey Jr. is dying in one. Chris Evans is dying in two because you can replace both of those people. But, you know, it's funny as you mentioned. He- and that's when I said oh, – well, I think it was after Homegirl. I said, watch Tom Holland become Iron Man. Like, <laughs> Peter Parker gets the Iron Man suit. Like, well, we Sony says we can't make any more Spider-Man films. Guess what? He's Iron Man. <laughs> Go from there. Like, we're really just going to change just stuff like crazy. Spider. Yeah. It's not even the Iron Spider. He's just Iron Man. That's and everybody's it. so obsessed with that costume at the end of Homecoming is that that's what he wears in Infinity War. And they're saying it's the Iron Spider costume. But there's been nobody, that there's nothing to indicate that it's the Iron Spider it's just, costume. It's, it's not like he hasn't changed his costume a thousand right. times. It's just a Spider-Man costume. But yeah. So the DC stuff is bizarre. And it yeah. just, it gives me no confidence. I will say this. Watching their signing. When there's, the, you know, they had the, the fans going through for their sure. signing. And we, we posted it on, on the Facebook page. Gail Godot talking to that little girl. Oh yeah, and Jason Momoa. Yeah, I hate him so much. But he's that was, so, that started in their panel, so though. Remember? Perfect. Yeah. Or maybe Jason Momoa's was the panel one. It, it started in the panel. But whatever, whatever. And then he it stopped was, it after yeah. it the signing. Like I put in there, like not only are the heroes we want, but the heroes we deserve. The people that are in the Justice League movie, yeah, are going to be better than the Justice League. Movie. Oh yeah, totally. Like they play heroes and. I'm interested because Jason Momoa kind of fascinates me to a certain degree. Because if you watch the, if you find well, the video the story. with him, do you know? The, do you know the story? The whole story of that? I don't remember. So I know the, the Gal Gadot is... one was was just her like re. Was not she cry? the little girl was crying? I yeah, think. yeah. It was and just she meeting was her, just wasn't so, it? so excited to meet yeah. her and everything. She was in a Wonder Woman costume, but the Jason Momoa's the little boy asks a question during the panel saying. Where is Superman? Is Superman going to be That's in what, this yeah. movie? And he looks and goes. Didn't you? Did you? Did you watch the first one? He's dead. <laughs> or did you watch the last movie? He's dead. And he says it so bluntly, and it's like you know, you kind of see everybody like, "Whoa, man!" He's like, "He's like, oh, I'm sorry." And so the kid came up was I guess was at the signing or something. He came yeah, up to us. the signing at the booth. And he's like, "Stop having the damn signings at the Warner Brothers." I know. Booth. First, we time. walked by that. Yeah. When they were there. Yeah. Holy crap! You oh, want yeah. to talk about increased police presence? Oh yeah. No, but at the signing, he told me he came up to him and goes, "Listen." I'm going to tell you a little secret. He's got to be in the movie. It's okay. He's al- already seen. He's alive or something. Yeah. Well, the, there was a lot of stuff about. And it was the just the way that, that he, he interacted with the kid. Yeah, it was Henry really Cavill. Easy. Henry Cavill wasn't at the at the panel. <coughs> the The poster doesn't have his symbol on it. Yeah. Whatever the you mm-hmm. can't save the world, but whatever. Um, and I do love that the flip is someone had to take the picture. Yeah. That's why he's not on the poster because the, the flip side of it is that it was Clark Kent taking the picture. Right. But you see him in the trailer and everything, and then there's the 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 rumor started that Alfred's he said you were going to be coming is yes. Return of Superman, and someone said it might be Supergirl. Well, you but see, you, there's one you point where you, red, there's yeah. one point you see Bruce looking at this. You know, you see the cape and you see the boots, and everybody kept saying, "Oh, look, there's tattoos going up the back of the legs. That's not Superman. That's Supergirl." And then I looked at it again. I was like, "No, it's just the way the hologram is flickering." Mm. That it it's actually looks like there's some kind why of texture. That the, I guess they, I don't know why would you have tattoos either because it wouldn't be skin. It should be a suit. Right. It should be like a boots being like kind of like Wonder Woman's type thing. Well, if there's if there's skin over the boots, like if the boot ends and there's skin, that's not Superman. There's rumor though that now that um, they're saying that the Alfred was not talking to uh, Superman, he's talking to the Green Lantern because they're that. saying that the Green Lantern may end up in this. Because they do mention 
There's no. Uh, well, the other Doom, thing with uh, their slate is they they did Justice League Dark, which I thought was an animated film, right? And there's a Green Lantern one in there, which I thought was an animated. Green film. Lantern Corps. Yeah. Yeah. Are those actual feature those films? Those are actual feature films. So they basically changed their entire slate in one shot. Yes. It's just so great. It's just on the ball. Right. I think they're just changing it as it goes. Yeah. So if- they're like, hey, what day is it? Wednesday? Let's do Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that instead. I think, I honestly, I think Flashpoint's a way for them to change the universe. Well, I think Flash- enough. Well, Flashpoint might be. Because, see, part of the rumor. What's, what's after Justice League? What's the next film? The next film right after this is yeah. Flash. Oh Flashpoint. Okay, so the the you you wouldn't do Flashpoint if you're going to remove Ben Affleck as Batman because you still have a Batman film after it. That is, if he decides to do the Batman film, he better hope he's doing the Batman film. They're in production, pre-production, or pre-production. Yeah, that can still change. They're not going to go find a new Batman right now. Plus the fact that if if they tell him he, they he's not going to be in it, a new Batman, they just that know. that could be the I, really I cannot imagine them being able. Why? I I could see him I waiting. Imagine, I can see him waiting till after Justice League. I can't imagine that would remain a secret. But I, I it just depends. I mean, because think about it, you're going into a movie that you're trying to save grace. Oh no, with. I'm I'm saying if you say it now, that movie's toast. Right. But the other problem with it is. I don't think you hear Matthew Reeves being really excited about changing the film if he doesn't think Ben Affleck's going to do it. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell with that. Because I mean, if you do look at it, look at look at Justice League right now. You're still they're still in shooting. May, they're saying that the only thing they may be keeping out of Zack Snyder's is the action sequences. Well, then it's going to be a terrible film. Um, That's I, I can't imagine because if you're talking about a two and a half hour film, he's not shooting two hours worth of content. I know he's shooting for what? No, two hours of the action scenes that Zack Snyder did, and there's only one action scene. (laughs) It's all in slow mo. Oh God, Sucker Punch was on last night. Well, did you see? I had it on in the background when I was going through previews. That movie is atrociously bad. Did you see the first Justice League trailer with all the action scene with with uh, with Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman? Every bit of her stuff is is slow mo. Yeah. No, I've I've been I've been saying this for four years. You were really excited about slow mo when we first started this. No, it's so cool. So slow mo's still good. Like slow mo sucks. No, after yes. after after yes. Winter Soldier, I was right there with you. Yes, yeah, that's. I was there before Winter Soldier, and then when I said, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna adopt the same thing you're talking about. This is cool. I like this." <laughs> Guardians two had too much. Even Guardians had too much. Marvel films that have. I don't remember Guardians two having that much. Guardians two has enough of it that it's noticeable. Iron Man 3 has it too, and we were watching it here last week or two the weeks ago. The only thing I ever remember of Guardians is Yondu. With the, with, with when the, he's, with the whistle yeah, and the, and the arrow. Uh, no, in the... Um, in the forest with ro- Rocket? The Rocket in the... Um, when he's blowing you know, Guardians the or Guardians 2? Guardians well, 2, when he's blowing people up in the... In the uh, yeah. When, and, when Guardians, Rockets... and Guardians in the prison when they with the explosion, that's in slow-mo. Yeah. Uh, Gamora in space when he saves her, that's in slow-mo. But see, that works because it's space. It's still in slow motion. It's still slower than it would be in space because, and it sticks out just like it does in Wonder Woman because all of it is. But in everything's slow slower in space. Motion. Not really. Everything's actually faster in space because there's no resistance. I'm a lot faster in space. You know, it's lighter. Makes Ethan, me faster. Ethan in furious space. <laughs> oh, no God. Fast and Furious news. I was hoping that was a Comic Con. Nope. I didn't. There wasn't. Outside of the Justice, uh, Justice League, outside of the Avengers trailer, I didn't hear anything out of Hall H that anybody got excited about. 
Thor the Thor trailer. Everybody got excited. Something about. new. Oh. This is the problem with Hall H now. This is why Hall H sucks. What did they announce at Hall H? There were really no. What actually got announced at Hall H? Just the DC films, really. I mean, Player and even One. even then. Ready Player One. But you knew it was coming. Yeah. It's not like, remember when they announced Cap 2 was Winter Soldier? Yeah. You knew they were going to make a sequel to Cap. But right. you didn't know that they were really going to make a sequel to Cap. It wasn't on the slate. It wasn't, this is the thing I hate about Marvel. We've got 40 films. Here's where they all are. Here's where they're all coming. They don't have to announce anything until 2019. Right. There's nothing new to announce from Well, Marvel. that's why that's why with nothing DC. New to so, the same thing. DC's They had originally announced it to 2021. DC's <laughs> announcement is really a non-announcement by saying, "Here's the slate." Yeah. And nobody asked them, "Cyborg isn't up there. You changed flight." I didn't see anybody questioning DC because you can't really ask anything at these sort of panels that aren't like kids going, "Can you do the Green Lantern oath?" There's nothing there that's new. Marvel Marvel goes, and what, what are they going to tell you? We're making Captain Marvel. Yeah, we knew that three years ago. Yeah. You introduced her last... To introduce Brie Larson well, last year, that was like the first new thing. No casting announcements, because you don't have new characters with it. Almost the everybody... The big announcement was that Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, and the Skrulls are the But villain. that's not an announcement. That's not new. There's nothing there. I'd say that's a decent announcement. It's a decent it's announcement, but I'm talking cool. about I'm talking about telling and people Nick that... And Nick Fury will over. have both eyes. That's Again, I know that's not that's, really an announcement. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't care what the film's about. Yeah, but the, the film's going to be the good. Announcement Great. That the scrolls are in it. That's a pretty big announcement. It's not the announcement we're talking about. It's not a new film. It's not a casting announcement. All of that is gone. Sure. Because nobody else can tell you anything. Universal doesn't go and say, "Here's a trailer for a film that you're not you're not even on your radar," and here it is. And well, everybody even, yeah, sees even it and goes, you, "Oh my god, no." Oh, we're still, we're still. Their big announcement is, "Hey, we're still going to go with the Mummy universe, even though that movie bombed off the face of the planet. We're still going to make Frankenstein." Well, you, you or didn't, whatever. you didn't even have the Dark Tower uh, cast there. You, you had. Why would you? The movie comes out in a month. They had the cast for it, which was they, they were there. Okay, you knew they were making it. Yeah, you knew who was playing the clown. Yeah, and then. There was people don't well, go they, to Hall H though anymore for announcements. They go to but that's, just see the. Actors. But that's well, the that, thing. That, the thing, that, that, that the other it, thing is they get the perks too. Yeah, because they give them a special perk now. Oh, good for them. What I'm saying is, publishing, TV, <coughs> movies. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, you used to get announcements. You used yeah. to get this is what we're doing. Marvel announced that they got Miracle Man back at Comic Con. Nobody knew that was happening. Like we got the rights back for for Marvel Man slash Miracle Man, and we're going to reprint it. Right, and then it took them fifty years to freaking do it. You used to get announcements like we are going to make a Cap two, and it's going to be called Captain America: Winter Soldier. That to me is a big announcement. It gives you the fact that they're making the movie, which at the time was not on their slate, and they give you a, a glimpse into what the story is. Hey, you got the announcement that Runaways is going to be part of the MCU as much as the Netflix nobody gives. Show. A- <laughs> no explicit. Look at look at the tag. Um, 119. <laughs> I broke it. Well, no. He, wait. He said. Yeah, but did we lose that part? We lost it, though. Ah, dang. <laughs> it might still be there. We have to look. Well, You're going to have to listen for the first 10 minutes. The beginning. Very beginning. No, um, cut out like right after. But, you know, is that one really. Right before. Well. Yeah, because he uses it in the way. We just got to go by SEC. The A one? Because well, the A one works. The A one's okay as long as he doesn't put a hole at the end of That's it. A, yeah, but he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He used, it as, he, used, he used the word with the D word as genitalia. You can't yes, use that. Yes, but that, that got deleted. Was it deleted? Yeah. Yes. You may want to check and see. Anyway. No, because the whole John Berman story got deleted. But 
the thing with <laughs> because it's not a John Berman story if it doesn't have D in it. Um, there, there's no Runaways is in the Marvel. Who cares? Yeah. That's a press release, right? No, I get you. I know what you're saying. Like if Runaways was announced and like you don't know the cast. And the cast walks up. Right. No, the, the Brie Larson ex- thing last year, two years ago? Last year. Last, last year. year. That's an announcement to me because you have this big film. Right. Everyone's been speculating for six months who's going to play Captain Marvel. There's rumors all over the place. And nobody knew for sure right. until she walked on stage and Kevin Feige introduces her as Captain Marvel. And then she tweeted that picture and she looks gorgeous in even though her and Emily Blunt are pretty much the top two rumors. Yeah, no, there, was, there was a lot of rumors. But I think. Um. Yep, that person. Charlize Theron was also thrown in. That there. was after there, you know, after the. Uh, um, they had the that Mad there. Max. That was to me that never had any weight because there was no yeah, way there was no way they were going to pay her. Look, the biggest things you talked about are you talked about you know Gal Gadot, Jason. Mor- uh, I almost called him Jason Moron. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jason Murrow. The and, moments and that then you there's one other big hero moment. You know, those are the Stephen big things. Amell. Uh, Stephen, and Stephen Amell's is amazing. Stephen Amell is one of the greatest human beings on the planet, and I'm in love with him. And yeah. I want him to be my husband. Oh, I mean, the, his, his also doesn't. I doesn't cried. hurt that he's ripped like crazy. But I, that's I the thing. Cried like a baby when those I heard are that the one. moments that you go to Hall H for. I get that. You go it, to Stephen Hall Amell's H. Was in twenty. You go whatever. Yeah, Hall H. Palmer twenty. You now go to those for those moments. You yes. go for the moments when. Uh, Tom Hiddleston comes out in the Loki costume. Yeah. For the general public, there's nothing in Hall H anymore. Yeah. There's no news that comes out of Hall H. Everything that came out of Hall H, we already knew. Yeah. Jason Brolin's still going to play Thanos. The news for me is when they showed that picture of all of them together, Jason, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin? Jason. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Why do I keep calling him Jason? God, I don't know. When they show that picture of all of them together, Josh yeah. Brolin is ripped. Yeah. My God, do you have to sign? I can't. I can't wait to see what Martin Freeman looks like in a year. <laughs> Freaking Bilbo is going to be just. It's like everybody turns into the Hulk. Well, yeah, when you're except for except, 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 for, <laughs> except for the Hulk. No, Martin. Did you see Mark Ruffalo? No, I know Ruffalo is ripped. <laughs> Holy crap! Like whoever their trainers, whatever Marvel is paying their their fitness trainers, they need to double it oh, because I'm sure it's they're, insane. Yeah, and then that video started circulating again. I think it's like French or something. Yeah, where the first where they, they have like all the them. It shows everybody's out. workouts. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is a very good-looking human being. When <laughs> he, when he's he got does the worst that lat, one though. That lat, he's, it's an inverse like triangle. Yeah, his shoulders or his his chest. And his lats are ginormous. Do you know why? I, I think I figured out why Sebastian stands. Because uh, I was watching his. Um, they don't have work him work as hard as they work like, uh, like, like. Uh, well, yeah, he's worth them. Yeah, because, because he's only, no, he's only got one arm. But yeah, they also they can't make his. He can't get too. His arms can't get too big because of the costume. Because the the arm. As far as they don't green screen that. They do what they do is they they green screen the. Elbow. I know when it, when it moves it goes, yeah. or whatever. I'm surprised they don't just green screen the whole thing. Because it, it, I was wondering that too. Because you got to make the arms very similar. His his right arm and his no. Left I would arm. love to see that the, his his bionic arm should just be like, like He Man, Hulk. No, just freaking He Man. The old Masters of the Universe <laughs> figures where there's muscles on top of muscles that don't be like exist. Fisto. Yeah, get Fisto. Where it's just this ginormous arm of just it's huge, and he just kind of walks around with it off. The, like he can't bring it up against the side of his body. That's the one I want to see. Fiddler crab? Yeah, Yeah. where he's just like that huge (laughs) arm. 
And this, he should be like a, a, a bat from G.I. Joe, the Cobra where bat, he where he can just pull it? the thing and just pop in like a flamethrower and stuff. <laughs> what are the Russians doing? Where is he going to put the tank? The, Ameri- the Americans. <laughs> is it going to be stored it's in? It's built yeah. in the arm. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can be built in that arm. Everything in that universe goes from the size of a, of a marble into a spaceship. It just comes out because all of a sudden Tony Stark has Tesseract technology built in everything. It's bigger on the inside, bros, because let me tell you, there's no way that suit actually has him TARDIS? in it. Tardis? Whatever. you said Tesseract. Well, the Tesseract is... That's a, what a Tesseract actually yes, is. Yes, I know. Is the space inside of it is bigger it's than an American the American Tardis. Yeah. Speaking of the Tardis, there's a big... That American. was one of the biggest news of the week. Nobody cares about Doctor Who. Oh, I got in so much trouble. <laughs> Nobody cares about Doctor Who. I got in so well, that was, much that trouble. That was released before Comic-Con, too. It was. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Because the announcement is the Thirteenth Doctor will be played by a woman, Did and then she everybody, show at the panel? huh? Was she there at the panel? Or no, it was just uh, Did anybody oh, yeah, show up at the panel. Was it just Stephen Moffat? To get it food? was Moffat, uh, Capaldi, and um, no, well, Mackie, um, Mackie, Pearl Mackie was there. Yes, so and they just boo everybody. Stephen Moffat. Hates. Stephen Moffat told the crowd they need to, to settle off. their. Yeah, he basically told them to f off and settle their asses down. Because uh, oh, because everybody's been mad at him for the last five years and about the fact he's ruined Doctor Who forever. Look, no, the fact because is, as soon uh, as because of a woman taking over. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. It'll never that's be. The, no, I know the, it's there. I know it's there. But it's not the issue. That's a woman. Now, what the issue is is that the woman comes at a time when everybody has left that franchise so quickly. Yes, that buzz for that franchise is gone. It's completely a start over now because the new showrunner next year. Yeah. And and then of course as soon as oh I'm great it's a woman, but it's not a redhead so now I'm I'm mad again. It's unbelievable. There's nothing you can do. I, I look here's my thing is I wish they would have waited one more regeneration and kind of started explaining the regeneration process and they've already explained it. Not really. I told it's like, a regeneration. It, what else do you want? Yeah, it's. But I, I just I want. That's it. my problem when people think it has to regenerate into a man. You have a flying telephone booth that has the inside is larger than a house that goes through time and space with aliens and crazy creatures and a doctor that changes every single time because people only want to do it for two years. And your problem is that one of the rules in the universe is that a man can't become a woman. The problem, they chose the wrong time to complain about a regeneration going into a woman because Missy's been around for two seasons. But they never explain Missy's regeneration. It doesn't matter. She's the master. She was the master back in the last two seasons, y'all, everybody Master. knew that. So, <laughs> it it's was just, close. no one cared. No, I know. I just, uh, the other part is, it felt to me like this was complete fan service, and I wish it would have happened more organically. I originally thought that too, but any time, it's going to be fan service, because everybody's been clamoring for it, and it's just, when they you, went you with Capaldi, have to do it. Yes. When they went so just, with Capaldi, there was the, the, the thing that, it was fan service for the fans that left, because Matt Smith was too young, yeah. and he was too plasticky, and he was too. I want those first are always. Going I know, to and, and, yeah. and you're right. You're totally right, and I agree with that. The problem is you can't it's you a, can't make a single decision anymore without somebody saying it. But service. the other problem is you can't say a single thing. She could be the worst, and I know that uh, Jody. Uh, well, now you're talking about Wonder Woman. The reviews for yes. Wonder Woman. You can't say Wonder Woman. You can't bad. say no. it's bad. You can't say she could be the worst actress in the world. No, because Carla Devine's in, in, I almost said Jupiter Ascending, Valerian. But but if you say anything negative, you're all of a sudden a misogynist. You're it, all doesn't, of a sudden... it doesn't matter what you say. 
what matters is how many people are going to watch it. If it's good, people will watch it. If, it's a great way to do uh, a the, reboot. The, you, to had, re, you had to reboot the series. Season nine with Christopher Eccleston reignite the series because a lot of people, a lot of Doctor Who fans that I know that liked Doctor Who before with the crazy costumes or whatever or knew what it was, that was their in. Eccleston was awesome. He was perfect for his time and they got in. Mm-hmm. And then 10, it exploded. Yeah. You started with 10, right? You I started did. with 10. It, it exploded but there. But I, I did because, watch the Eccleston stuff. First. No, but I'm just saying, you got in when he was currently yes. the Doctor. It's kind of like Bond. Where do yes. you get in with Bond? You get in with Connery, you get in with Moore, you get in with Bronson. Actually, I got in when uh, Smith was already in. You get in with Lazenby? Yeah, the, the one time. <laughs> but, I, year, but I, I started watching but what I'm saying, him. But the point yes, is, yeah, when you're right. that's not the point. The point is, David Tennant, as the 10th Doctor, that's where that explosion happened. And the explosion happened because it was good. Right. And people enjoyed it. it. Was well he was written. really he was yes. really good. And um you got Smith and you I started to see the decline there. We saw a lot of people that were tenant just going, I'm not interested in Smith. We also and saw I saw a lot of more little girls like, Oh, I want to have sex with Matt Smith, so I'm the showrunner also switched from Davies to Moffat too. Doesn't Moffat towards the end of Tenant? No. Whatever but whatever it is, yes. I know a lot of people were there's a lot of different functions, but what I'm saying is you move in all these different ways. If it's good, people will come back. Yes. People that, that left in the middle of Smith came back for Capaldi because they wanted somebody different. Mm-hmm. They liked him. They didn't like Moffat writing it, whatever. I was interested in Capaldi. I watched an episode, but I'm like, I don't know. Don't his, you know. Honestly, his story didn't get good until like the end of season nine. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, I'm done. <clears throat> yeah. i to get out of here. Um, so if it's good... With a new showrunner, a fresh perspective, and a woman doctor, people will watch it, and then it doesn't matter. You can do all the misogynist, sexist stuff you want. Doctor should never be a woman. My doctor's not a woman. My doctor has a penis. You can have all the people who are like, "Oh, this is terrible," and they can come out on the net and say, "It's terrible. It's terrible." Well, yeah. it can't be that terrible because people are watching it. Well, no, she's a brilliant actress. Hashtag Riverdale. She's a brilliant actress. <laughs> Seeing her when she was on Broadchurch. Well, it's it, it's, it's not even just in. Uh, an actress thing. Her stories have to be good, right? Yeah, a good actor can be put into a crap story. Oh, that's so. yeah. There's not going to be enough people that'll where people are like, oh, the only reason Wonder Woman's successful is because women go to see it, even though it's not good. No, it's got to be good to a certain number of people. I don't think it's really a good film anymore, but there's some good to it because people are going to see it. Right. It's hard to make a billion dollar film when it's not very good, unless you're Fast and the Furious or Transformers. Or, well, actually, maybe it is pretty easy to do a billion-dollar film. That sucks. Uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them out Spider-Man, there. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man 3, at least. Oh, Pirates. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah. It's prequels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can keep going. Actually, it's probably Alice easy. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> the first Alice in Wonderland isn't bad. No. The second bad. one didn't come close to a billion dollars. No. Maybe people want new films. Ner- no, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles didn't come close to those two movies together. I don't think would break five hundred million. I tell you what, his movies are just getting worse. I don't know what's worse, Ninja Turtles two or Transformers five. The funniest thing is to go back. They uh, honest trailers did the honest trailer for Armageddon like recently. Yeah, and they're like, wow, it's weird to think of this is actually a good Michael Bay film. (laughs) I mean, it's not good, but in terms of Michael Bay film, this is really good. (laughs) Well, he did used to make good movies. Like The Rock and... No, his first like two or three films. It's like Zack it was Snyder. No, it was new stuff. It was Yeah, new. it was like Zack Snyder. He made, he made uh, Dawn of the Dead. and... Well, he made Dawn of the Dead, which you know, he didn't write. Thank God. 
And it was decent. It was, and then 300 was visually interesting. 300 does not hold up anymore. No. I can't watch it. I'm watching it going, oh, God, the slow-mo. <laughs> Lord almighty. That's because and you're just you go so... from there. Is, is it because you're so polarized because of everything else he's done? No, it's just you've gotten to the point... When you saw it the first time, it was interesting. It yeah. was good. It was just like... It hit your emotions and it was very manipulative. Do you remember when, the, when, when that DVD through, was coming out at, at Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. How much of a... That I was, have that. Like the whole thing about Comic-Con. That's how much... You know. Well, the... 300 is why Comic-Con is Comic-Con. Yeah. They showed that trailer, and they showed it three times in the panel because the crowd went crazy for it. And again, you had a movie that it had been announced, but it wasn't like it wasn't like now where everything is news, and it's news for 48 hours, and it's right. news for four weeks or whatever. But now it's like when they showed the, the trailer, first. you didn't know who was in it. Yeah, Nobody knew who true. Gerard Butler was. Nobody knew that Faramir was in it. They're like, who the hell is, oh, that's that guy Lena, from the thing. Lena Headey. Um, yeah, all those people that are in it now are, are all big names because of that. Yeah. And then the, with the DVD release was the next year, and it, it came with the faceless yes. uh, uh, mm-hmm. mask. I have that. I waited in line for that because I really liked that the movie. Faceless when I or the Immortal? The Immortal, whatever. You yeah. Got the, it was either the Immortal or the Spartan Helmet. There's two different. Kinds. Was that what it was? It was a, maybe yeah. the Spartan helmet was the more rare? It was, yeah. No, because there was also, that wasn't, there was still an HD DVD too. then, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, because I picked a, I picked it up too, and all they yeah. had left was the the Persian army, the you know the, yeah. the immortal, yeah. But when you watch it now in the context of everything else he's done, it's just the same thing he's done ever since. Yeah, Bullet Time and The Matrix. When you went to see The Matrix, The Matrix was amazing. Right. You get to three, and you're like, I've seen all this. I don't need Bullet Time again. I need something. Winter Soldier to me succeeds. Because it decides to go to, to do away with all the stuff that you had already been seeing. It said, We're going to not do slow mo. We're not we're gonna do fights in real time. We're gonna do quick cuts. Yeah. But these guys are really fighting. When you see Civil War, the same thing. The Russo brothers are like, we're gonna go backwards. Uh no, Christopher Nolan with Dark Knight or Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. Where they're like, Okay, okay, Chris, you got you need some CGI. No. I'm going, I'm going to, to blow, blow up, up a hospital, trailer. Yeah. I'm going to blow up a hospital. I'm going to have these guys fight. I'm, I'm going not to run going to a, ba- uh, a bus into a bank. Yeah. All this type of stuff was there. Uh, one of the other groups on Facebook that I'm with, they were watching Backdraft today. One of the guys watching Backdraft, he's like, this film really holds up. And part of it is they're really on fire. Yeah. Like, it's real. It's tactile. It's right well, they, there. Everyone that was running, the stuntmen that are running through these things, that's really on fire. Now, if you make that movie now, your insurance company would never, would well, never Well, do you remember also it. with Dark Knight, everybody was like, oh, well, Gotham has changed. They've changed Gotham. There's no, you know, you don't have the monorail and everything going through there. Monorail. I don't need it. I, he said, I don't need it. I just monorail. tell a story. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a simpler story. There's a restraint to pirates all the way from one to five. Go back and watch Pirates 1, you're like... There is a great restraint to this film yeah. because of the budget and the other things that were with it. You're just going, this is a great film well, also, compared to the rest of them. They were trying to do anything more with it. it that's one, one of the other film. problems. Yeah. yeah, when you when you try to when you start from the fact of we're trying to make a trilogy right. or whatever. So, is there any other news that came out this week that is newsworthy? Uh, there was something else I was thinking of. Now I can't remember what it was. Star Trek. Nah. Ugh. The Star Trek, the Star Trek thing was well. It's a new interview that's just like oh, but it's a it's a mess. People are loving it, but fans of Star Trek are hating. Well, the thing with when Brian Fulmer, who was the person who pitched Star Trek Discovery, he did an interview this week that basically said he pitched Star Trek Discovery as an anthology series, season by season, would go with another ship, right? And CBS is like the old line from The Simpsons, yeah. 
it was a new concept, so it scared the hell out of us. And so we threw, threw together a cop show. Um, they threw together Star Trek. Yeah. It was like, well, people aren't going to go for this, so we're just going to do the same Star Trek show that we've always done. We're going to do Star Trek, one one ship, one crew. We're going to do the Vulcan science officer again. We're going to do a hologram. We're going to do all the stuff that we've done before. We're just going to make it look like it's newer and fans right. freaked out. And you look at something like that, and if you're trying to do something new, you're trying to use this to get people to go to CBS All Access, shouldn't you do something new? Yeah, an anthology would have been strike because then if you if you're sitting there going, you only need a storyline for twelve episodes. You got twelve hours to tell the story of this ship, and then next year we're going to do a whole new one. We're going to introduce you to a bunch of new characters, and you could go through all the timelines of the Prime line. Mm-hmm. So you can do TOS, you can do Enterprise, you can do Deep Space Nine, you can do something in the future, you can do something completely new. At the point in which you people can do are like something that's while while the Enterprise is off doing its thing. You're doing your thing at the same time, and get- well, it's not enterprise. That's the thing. I I wanted this years ago. I talked about my problem was I said it should be an episode a ship. I'm like, well, that's that's not cost effective. <laughs> <laughs> all the ships are utilitarian. They're all the same. But the idea of doing seasons of doing twelve episodes a year that take place on different ship with different cast. Because think of the people you could get when you're like, you only have to commit to a couple months of shooting. Oh yeah, and you don't have to do it again. Yeah. Um, that's why everyone's like, oh, Michelle Yao is going to die very quickly because there's no way she's going to stay and do a TV series for this long or whatever yeah. in multiple seasons. So that interview was it's just, just like CBS is still trying to capture the same 80-year-old market. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they're all going to die and CBS is completely screwed because they're not – you're taking a chance with something that you're already taking a chance on. You're doing CBS All Access. You're like, we're going to take CBS content from everything else and we're going to do our own – another 10 to $15 streaming service that people have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you the same stuff that you've already seen, that's always everywhere else. Instead of going, we're going to give you something that's different. Cause if it fails, all you have to do is cut that. Right. Like CBS all access doesn't exist anymore. And we're going to put star Trek on CBS. And it's going to be the same star Trek that we've seen over and over again. If you could have done something new and something different where you may have watched it going, I know if I don't like it, I only got to wait a year to right. see what the next one is. And you might have been able to aesthetically do it differently because you're just like, we're going to put these different pieces together and just, yeah, whatever. So anything else, anybody? Somehow Sony didn't say anything about the Venom film this week, so that was good. I think they're going to, that's kind of, well, it's supposed to be 2018, right? No, just the idea that nobody came out and said, no, it is connected. No, it's not connected. Oh, yeah. It's connected, but it's not connected in a way that's connected, but you don't know the connectivity (laughs) of that connectedness. Just basically what Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal said yeah. in the last three weeks. At this yeah. point, it's just shut up and watch the film. Did, did we want to touch up on United's little debacle for all Comic Con attendees oh, flying out? So of stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. I don't know. I don't know how they can't read and realize that if something is dated like 2014 or whatever that TSA one was, mm-hmm. it wasn't last year and it wasn't two years right. ago. It's like, what's? The, how do you not know? Well, it's funny because United was trying to blame it on everybody else and say, oh, yeah, all the other airlines are saying you need to take your comics out of your checked bag and put it into your carry-on. But here's the, like, here's the real thing with that. Nobody at Comic-Con buys comics anymore, right? <laughs> and then, what uh, are you taking out of your bag? And then they're like, well, it's TSA that's telling us what you have to do it. And so you have to do it because it's TSA's guideline. And TSA replies to them on Twitter and is like, no, we never said that. <laughs> I, According to Sebastian, it was like two, like Delta and United. Yeah, well, I think they're the same company. I still love the fact that almost everything that's now done with policy is done on Twitter. Yeah, I know, right? We have the president firing people on Twitter. 
Right. I don't think that he should be speaker of the White House anymore, so I'm firing him. Hashtag, you're fired. Like, really? Like, we're, the policies. So, United's like, here's the policy. It's on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow Twitter very much, so apparently I don't know anything that's going on. <laughs> follow Twitter even I'm less than you did. When, 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 uh, <laughs> when, like, Special Air Group sends you, like, North Korea has sent the nukes. Hashtag North Korea nukes. <laughs> Hashtag on their way. I'm not going to know because I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> if my, unless Mark, I don't have sack. Unless Mark Hamill is yeah. tweeting it, I'm not paying attention to it. Unless Morgan is tweeting it. There's like three people that I actually get updates on. One of them is Star Wars books. One of them is Julie Stewart Banks, and I don't know why. And one of them is Morgan because I find her tweets interesting. If those three people are not connected to the news, I have no idea anymore. See, my phone only update or only notifies me when Mark Hamill sends a tweet. I don't even have Mark. <laughs> I don't Hamill know why. On. Only Mark Hamill. I'm not complaining, but well, that's you have to set it yourself. How? I don't know how it's I in set it. it. When you get, is uh, it just to receive notifications? Yeah. Oh. You can turn on or turn off notifications for whatever. Apparently, the only I had a bunch I care about hearing from is Mark Hamill. I had I had Mondo and I had a bunch. of... There's all stuff that like, oh hey, it's right here. Star Wars books was because. They were running contests or something like that. Or I think I might have put it in, in Comic-Con Because you had it with Star Wars, too. I had Star Wars for a little while for a thing. I had Star Wars books because... Yeah, I turned on Star Wars for... No, I turned off Star Wars at Celebration. Because they kept ruining stuff. <laughs> um, so I got rid of like NBC during the Olympics, too. But, yeah. So is there any other news that we should be... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think anybody else... Talking about this week? are we at? Three and a half hours? Uh, we're at like 141. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think of the 20 minutes that we lost. Yeah, no, it's the Comic Con one. There's always it's always two hours. <laughs> That's true. But Granted, we talk, we, we weren't going to do a Comic Con one but... this year, remember? Well, no, yeah, it's, we right, do it at but... the end. I, I'd rather have like a more uh, a more concrete breakdown of news, yeah, of what we're going to talk about rather than ah, let's just wing it. So we just wing the. Front well, I just there. I just thought since we didn't talk last week because it was Comic Con, we'd do our Comic Con wrap up this Comic-Con. week. But yeah, like I told you when we were at Scum and Villainy, don't promise that we're going to do it because <laughs> sure enough. We didn't talk to each other enough to ever put together doing a show. Yeah. Okay. I went to Rock and Rock and Fish. I thought you were coming at some point. But I guess not. I didn't get a text from you saying, "Hey, we're at Rock and yeah, Fish." Yeah, because you, you were like, "Oh, we went back to the hotel," or whatever, whatever day. I think you guys were already going. All right. So on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out at Facebook.com/slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and we're on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Ethan, who's looking at nude pictures on Twitter, <laughs> what was that? Was that uh, Sarah Underwood that was up there? This? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so whoever he's looking at on Twitter, uh, for Ethan, Chris, and wait, Mikey, wait, wait. There's half naked girls on on Twitter. Oh, yeah. girls well, on the internet. First of all, it's Instagram. Oh, he's on Instagram. And I'm just oh, scrolling through the feed that's on on my Instagram. Instead of. And it's not naked. Whoa! What picture. was that one? Naked picture. She's that was pretty much naked. She's in a bikini. Oh, from here I couldn't see the bikini. It's Instagram. You're not going to get naked. All right, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>